Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me is the Colonel himself, Mr. Joe Wilson, Colonel Panic. Hiya. Also here is the lore archivist himself, Mr. Josh Finney. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hiya. I'm Uh, back. I took a week off. Yeah. Jesse's taking his week off this week. Does this mean next week's my turn? Yeah. <laughs> tag week? Yes. I'm just going to tag out. It's going to be complete pandemonium without you two. Uh, oh, man. Next week is super exciting. I love Halloween. I realize that we're not trick-or-treating this year, but whatever. But also my birthday is on Friday. Ooh. So it's like Halloween's such a super intense. And then we are so close to a new console. <laughs> oh, my God. So close. We're so close. I'm very 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 ready for this long wait to be over yes yeah, you you think being a kid and getting a new console is exciting try being an adult where you're in control of when and how you get it yeah. and you're it's just like re- you're just refreshing the amazon app like 50 times a day yeah you're just waiting for it to give you the updated delivery date because right now it still says we're, we're preparing your order like no i want you to tell me when it's showing up on my doorstep yes i want a big fat note says it's going to arrive at I this live time. next to nine warehouses by you guys and a major international airport. I expect it day one. <laughs> oh, man. They should do uh They should have sold uh, Xbox. I guess they could do the same for PlayStation, but like they should sell doormats where it's like, deliver my Xbox here. Oh, my like, God. Like a little like, spot for it. I mean, See, I, I would have to have two doormats outside because we have one that has Chewbacca on it, set, on it and it says Chewy, we're home. <laughs> but I would good. totally put the Xbox one like outside my garage or something. It's pretty oh, awesome, man. actually. It, it's pretty great. Uh, man, yeah. I uh, Speaking of packages, I got a great new toy this week. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so <laughs> Joe recommended me a gaming monitor. At, for that had a, a high refresh rate and everything i'm like okay all right i'll try it i'm gonna do it okay i'm gonna get it so i ordered it right i ordered it whatever it comes and i start setting it up and josh and i i'm trying to set it up on tower casuals this past week and i'm like josh i think i got the wrong monitor like i could only get like 60 hertz at 1080p or something and then i like went through the settings of the tv and i was like Josh, I think I got the wrong monitor, and my frown turned into a smile because it's the it's. I ordered the 1440p uh, Samsung something CGH70 or something, and it's like the Samsung whatever their 4K model is that does 120, and it's like probably like six hundred dollars more than the one that I paid for, and uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's uh, yeah. Let me tell you, games. I never, I didn't know there was this much detail in games, and I have a nice 4K TV. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than most people have, right? Like, I, 
it's it's a Samsung 8 series TV it has one HDMI 2.1 port whatever it's great but this this ugh can't wait to watch porn on this thing so i i'm just kidding not not the, that's not the, a, a drastic <laughs> turn <laughs> i just kidding we'll be completely transparent and i find it odd to have porn on anything large anymore <laughs> it's meant to be super small or in vr in or uh, in vr but yeah when you so like i was always the type of person that whenever and I've done this almost every new console or like big. So my around my birthday, I'm like, oh, what am I going to refresh in my system? So when the PlayStation Four came out, I got a new surround sound system, uh, and I like upgraded all my cables so that when it comes, I can just like plug it in, and it's like, ooh, it's a whole new experience. Um, but and I always had a TV, but once you switch to an actual gaming monitor, it is drastically different, and mm-hmm. you're surprised that like how much more you can play competitive games when it's a smaller screen so you don't have to look around. Like, it is it is a game changer. Anybody that doesn't have a gaming monitor, I would urge you to consider it, especially now that you don't need a cable input or an antenna input or anything like that. Like, the odds are if you hook your Xbox up to it, you can play all of your media, mm-hmm. like, on that device. Yeah, I watched the Browns game on it today through my Xbox. And it's probably looks better than your TV set. Oh, it did. It did. It, I was like, man, there's grass Sucks. on the field. It's not just a green carpet. Blur. Yeah. <laughs> it it really kind of sucks that like it's so great to mm. have like such a tiny screen that's just super sharp. I I would really like to get another one and just have two of them on my desk and have my main computer on the side table over there where like I'm looking at you guys through the Skype video, which is why I'm looking at you guys sideways. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, yeah, I just—I don't know why I was not doing this before, but I don't think I'm ever going to go back to a TV. Yeah, I don't. It's tough. It's really tough. If you do it, it's a novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you might... could play God of War on a TV, like a big TV, and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, uh, I just—I don't know. I might. I mean, I'll have extra hookups out there on the TV just in case I want to move the box back and forth for a while. But like. Man, I don't think I'll be playing anything out there ever again. <laughs> Except maybe my Switch, because it really doesn't matter. When I first got my gaming monitor, I uh, we had it was still like I still had like the Xbox like hooked up to the TV most of the time. Yeah, but I would then like unhook the cable from my receiver and like plug it into like my gaming monitor. And I would like put it behind the couch, and I would lay on the floor behind our couch in our living room and play like while my wife watched TV. Yeah, and it was like the weirdest, most like janky setup that like it's seriously like I felt like a kid all over again. Because then you want to go through, and I think you were doing this when we logged on, but like you want to go through and play all the games that you haven't played in a while. But, like I wonder what this game looks like. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what this game looks like. Well, let me tell you the list of games I went through. I went through Halo Master Chief Collection, Halo Five, Gears Five, Destiny. Hellblade, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which looks really good, by the way. Uh, Overwatch, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Monster Hunter, uh, Battlefront 2, and like, I, I was, I, I could, my eyes were like, I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know what to think. I thought my brain was exploding. I, I thought I was having an aneurysm. You know what game I wish after you mentioned it would get some next gen treatment? 
what? Battlefront. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, what, a third one probably coming? I mean, their contract has got to be up soon, right? I don't I know how long it was. I think it's 2024. If that's the um, case, then it would be silly if they don't do I, it. I mean, we know so a sequel to Fallen Order is coming, I right? I think the contract is... Yeah, so sequel for Fallen Order is in development right now, as far as we know. Um, that's, I believe, pegged for 2022. Um, I haven't heard anything about a Battlefront 3, though. Um, it's been as pretty far silent. as I know, they're pretty happy with how 2 turned around. But, I mean, as soon as they finished the DLC for that, like it was basically down to a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if they're actually going to work on another Battlefront right now because Battlefront 2 is probably the best multiplayer Star Wars game there's ever been at this point. Like after all the fixes, all the free DLC, everything like that, I don't really want to go through a third game where I have to wait for these things to be delivered yet again. Because mm-hmm. um, we went through this Battlefront 1, we went through this Battlefront 2 on the OG systems. It's just, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a lot of things you could do better. I bet um, after Squadrons, I think they'd be crazy to not consider a bigger scale game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I'd love some twelve on twelve or sixteen on sixteen fights, um, an expanded campaign. Maybe I can't uh, believe that game's not eras. Well, it so that was. It's funny that we're talking about Battlefront Two because that was born out of Battlefront Two. Yeah. Um, motive designed the the starship segments and everybody liked it so much like oh we'll just make a whole game around this and i think it was smart to not do a 60 dollars game and to be like no this is it Mm -hmm. and like really hammer home like there's not there's no dlc there's not gonna be any any paid cosmetics nothing like that i 100 could see them walking it back though and coming out at e3 next year and saying oh we're gonna do we're gonna do a campaign dlc for this game uh instead of making y'all wait for like three years we're gonna put out a 15 dollars dlc this fall yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah, so yeah. it's Star Wars; it'll sell. Yeah, isn't it funny that like your expectations of like a forty dollar game are like it, it? And it makes sense that like you have a forty dollar game, you're like, I'm probably not going to get DLC or anything for this, but you pay more for the game. You're like, I hope there's content that I can buy afterwards. Yeah, I hope I can pay more for this game later. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. So, uh, but yeah, this. This game monitor. Thanks for the recommendation, Joe. Thanks. And hey, also, anytime, thank- one thing that I'm happy to do, anytime someone's like, oh, I need a cable or a piece of tech or a speaker or a headphone, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I like to do a little bit of research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also thanks to Amazon for uh, giving me this uh, other monitor that I did not order, but is clearly better. So That's awesome. Uh, clearly. Also, Josh, I know you're going to get a big kick out of this. I uh, am redoing some of the shelving stuff in my office. I ordered three more shelves but uh i have three long shelves that line the top of my office uh and i put every single disney infinity on these three shelves it's amazing i'm so proud of you (laughs) it's awesome let me see if i can tilt it up and see if it i have like a million amiibo up so well you can't uh you can't see can you i'm gonna break something but it's all right Wait, I have a. I added these to my shelf. Can you see them? Can you see them? I can, I can, I can see. I can see their heads. Yeah, I'm I not gonna. The, the figment collection also. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when Bungie had the Destiny scented candles? <laughs> Jeez. I, uh, I I do. This is the moon. Mm. What does the moon smell like? Potpourri. None of these smell like what I imagine they smell like. It smells like heiresses undergarments. I would think they would all just like smell like ass. <laughs> 
So because you're out in space on alien planets. <laughs> I, I think a lot of it would smell like uh, like uh, atmosphere. Uh, but Eris's undergarments. Anybody that's lighting a candle for anybody that's a candle enthusiast out there, uh, don't make anything that doesn't smell like food. The best candles all smell <laughs> like something I can eat. And uh, if it's anything else, it smells like deodorant, and yeah. that's not the best thing to have like, like throughout my house. Like my my mom always has candles at her house called Fresh Laundry or or Ocean Breeze. I'm like Ocean Breeze. How do you even know what that smells like? <laughs> it, and it doesn't smell like that. I've been to the oh, ocean. There's a lot they, of fish smell mixed yeah, with My favorite candle, I think, that we have is, is one that is. It says Irish hot coffee, and let me tell you something. It smells like Irish cream. It authentically smells like it, and there's it a, is a wonderful smell. There's one candle that doesn't smell like food that I like the scent of, and it's called cedar tobacco. And it's because it smells like wood and tobacco, which are also kind of like pleasing scents. Unsmoked tobacco, not not stale cigarette smell. But right. tobacco. It smells good. I don't know. That was a, that was a tangent. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what this show's all about, right? It wouldn't be a wouldn't be a Basso show without a good tangent. So yeah, uh, this wasn't sandwiches. Hey man, let me tell you, I made some. I made two really delicious turkey sandwiches today, oh, yeah. but neither of them are as good as Earl sandwiches. Sandwiches. I need to get one. I need to get an Earl sandwich. Ah, it's so good. Anyways, we'll we'll save sam we'll we'll save sandwich casuals for next week's tower casuals. I know Josh gets upset now. I think I've turned. I think I've turned Josh's favorite sandwich place into a nightmare every week. I just, I I'm tortured by it. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, sorry, I got a weird message. Uh, so, guys, speaking of uh, Boss Rush shows, I put out a tweet in a Facebook post regarding uh, this show, and I did make an announcement earlier this week that I am uh, leaving my post as host on Nintendo Power Block so I can focus more on this show and the Xbox side of the content and des- and uh, Tower Casuals and stuff, uh, you know, and, and I'm leaving it in good hands. We all know Ed was built to host a Nintendo podcast. Uh, so, you know, I did ask for some feedback on this show to see what we could do to make it better or make some changes. No, we're not turning it into a PlayStation podcast you assholes who wrote in to say that. Uh, but we did get a lot of constructive feedback. Um, so how do you guys want to do this? You want me to read one at a time and then we kind of address that one? Or do you want me to read them all and then we just kind of take it all as a whole and have a discussion about it? Dealer's I, choice. What? Dealer's, Dealer's choice. choice. Oh, what? Okay. One at a time. Okay. We'll do one at a time. So... I have I have four here, and I'm not gonna like, I'm not doing this to toot our own horn. I'm I'm trying to do this to you know just have a conversation about this show, and and hopefully people write in more stuff on on what we could do to to change it up. So Greg Osterman the third, he says, "Hey guys, I saw the call out for feedback on this show in particular, and I have to say this: I've been listening to the show since about episode forty, and I really like Corey taking over as host from Ed. No offense, Ed." 
the addition of Josh and Joe and making it more casual conversation uh, show about the news and stuff has made the show better. I feel like uh, you could be the next PSI Love You Sacred Symbols X cast. Well, that's that's a uh, is that a high bar? That's a pretty high bar. Uh, I, w- <laughs> I would love the show to be longer and have. Uh, have some top of the show chatter about whatever and maybe a segment where you guys recommend a game that is coming out and looks cool even if you have no intention on playing it uh, you guys are are just like the rest of us not getting games for free or really giving your opinion on the xbox how the xbox is doing and i really appreciate that you're my favorite quote indie xbox podcast out there sorry xbox expansion pass and xbox drive they are uh sorry to them too i guess uh Sorry. Uh, also, surprised uh, you guys haven't launched some sort of Patreon for this. I love bonus content like spoiler cast, Q&A, Game Pass discussions, whatever. Thank you for all your hard work and dedication to the show, and I can't wait to see what else you guys have in store for it. Um, so, thoughts on Greg's comments? I will say that the one that stood out to me is, Greg, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, and talking about getting games for free that were like a regular person i also understand that but at the same time i will sell out the moment i have a chance to get games for free and peddle the worst shit to you guys let me tell you no i that's a half joke I this is how we get technomancer 2 hey man <laughs> technomancer was a game that existed and i played i played it so i tried to play it yeah <laughs> i pressed buttons hoping things would happen uh it has a cool soundtrack yeah like it, i have listened to that more than i've played the game um no i i i think that's awesome it's really cool to see someone that listens to other podcasts like write in and review and be like hey based on this and other ones i listen to like i still prefer listening to you guys or enjoy in the same crowd as like that's awesome um, I don't know if we can, I don't want to be the one that like, we've talked about Patreon stuff. Like there's discussions happening. Yeah. Is that, uh, is, that, is that an okay thing to say? Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned it on other shows. Uh, All right. the whole thing is like, how do we do Patreon for boss rush? That's the whole discussion going on right now. And I kind of, uh, you know, in a roundabout way, kind of given, <laughs> given Megan that job to figure it out <laughs> because I am not smart enough. I I'm like, I'm like the guy who has a, has an idea business wise, but I'm not really smart enough to tackle that idea. Right. And so I find someone who's smarter than I am to figure that out and maybe, you know, figure that out. She did pitch the idea of maybe we do a, patreon per thing and like we have our own channel and stuff and i'm like i i don't know if i would go that far because i i would actually like to keep us smaller as a group instead of because yep. i feel like if yep. if we split off that way that's too much and you know a lot of us are mm-hmm. parents a lot of us have you know real jobs and other responsibilities and maybe don't want to do this 10 to 12 hours a day uh yeah although if it was the only thing I would I was doing, I would do it too. Yeah. Ten to twelve hours a day, but absolutely. Uh, uh, but that, that honestly, the Patreon thing is something that we are kind of discussing. I kind of want to 
have a meeting with everybody at some point at if we can, you know, to get everybody's idea on that. If it's a good idea, bad idea, how do we get there, et cetera, whatever. But I would like to know what and as much as I, Greg, I appreciate the support and willingness to join a Patreon without being aware of any of the perks that we would have to offer. What would you guys want to see? Like mm-hmm. from a patron, I've belonged to a couple yeah. Patreons, and I usually get a couple months in, and then either I will actively cancel the subscription, or something will hand something will happen. Like I'll get a new credit card or mm-hmm. whatever, and then I just won't go and change the information because I, although I want to support that thing, I always kind of my interest kind of peters out because the Patreon itself doesn't have the core thing that I was looking to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like so, usually yeah. the main thing that I like about the Patreons is free. Like the yeah. podcast, like the whatever their main yeah. podcast is, is free. Whether it's like early access or ads or whatever, like, okay, well, I can handle a 30 second ad every, what, half hour and 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Joe. No, I, I, I just ramble. So anyway, that was, that was the short thing is like, what, if there was a Patreon, I would like to know what you'd be interested in, and or let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has here. He said bonus content like spoiler cast, Q and A, Game Pass discussions, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's. I think it's something we have to talk about as a group and as a team. Yeah, you know, it it, it really is. And I know we've been talking about Boss Rush three coming up. Our third or our our second anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks actually. And, you know, I, if we're going to do this, it's not going to, we're not going to rush into it. You know, it's not, we're not going to have it ready for that, obviously. But like, I just, I would like to, it's got to be a team discussion first and, and then kind of get feedback from in the audience at the same time and kind of find the happy medium of those two things, you know? Uh, so, but Josh, sorry, I didn't, I think I cut you off. What were, what were you going to say? No, no, I was just gonna say, um, you know, thanks. Thanks for the comments, Greg. Um, and for the nice words, I, uh, I definitely agree with you though on, uh, what you said you would want to see on a Patreon. Um, I'd love to have some game pass discussions, uh, or some spoiler casts. Uh, eventually I, I really like to get to a point where we can have those, you know, where, you know, Joe and Corey and I and Jesse can all go like in depth on Halo's story or on the Gears expansion that's coming out um, on these things that are near and dear to our hearts. Um, <clears throat> and I especially really like uh, the idea you have on there where we recommend a game that's coming out that looks cool, even if we have no intention of playing it. I like that you say that because I'm the king of saying that something looks really awesome and that I'll follow the development of and then I'll never pick it up. I will never yeah. touch it. Yeah. Um, it's actually become a running joke between us and uh, or between me and a friend of the show, Ray Apollo, that I say that about like a th- two thirds of the games in a Nintendo direct or in an Xbox showcase. And then I just don't play them. Yeah. Uh, I stick to my first parties, my handful of third parties, but uh, Scarlet Nexus is a perfect example. I think the game looks really rad, but it's just way too Japanese for me. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy watching so many streams of that demon souls. I'm going to enjoy watching streams of that, but I'll never touch it. Why do I think, uh, why do I like feel that. like Ray's going to pick that up day one and just play it all day? I feel like that's a Ray game. 
it, it is uh, I, the exact phrasing that I said when I saw that game for the first time was I told him I was like, that is the most Ray ass thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that, that's what I've got on Greg's feedback. Thanks, Greg. Glad you like the show. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you're willing to give us money when we don't even tell you what we're giving you. Uh all right, we're going to move on. Uh, Cody Alexander writes, and he says, Hey, guys, I just found your show because of the giveaway, but I'm really glad I found you guys. Uh, there was a tweet about feedback, and I wanted to say this. I think the show could be a longer, in all honesty. You guys have great chemistry and seems like a lot of inside jokes and friendship. I'd like to hear more conversation about Xbox collectibles, weekly pickups, or more Halo talk. Joe has my heart with Halo, and I would love to hear more. See you all online. So, I mean, this show would suck if we weren't all friends, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. If we were like, we hated each other. I mean, that would suck. It is funny that, uh, we played like destiny together once and I was like, oh, this is normal. This feels normal. Yeah. Cause I, I am a pretty, uh, I do not like to talk to people that I don't like to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Same. No. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it's just like I, I, I think that at a certain point, either it's a certain age or I think for me personally, I think it was a lot of the time when I became a parent. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, I don't have time for anything anymore. If I do not enjoy the conversation, I will literally just walk away. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to be rude. It's just I mean, I do it too, so. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way. Like, even if we're, like, reaching out for, like, guests and stuff, I usually <laughs> – that's – look – the only reason I think 1v1 still exists as long as it has is because Celeste likes to talk to random people and interview them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's a show where we do that. And guess what? I don't like to do that, but I think it's interesting to have as content. So if you would like to do that, here you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I mean, there are a few people that I would like to interview. I honestly wasn't planning on 1v1 being a weekly thing. Uh just because for that exact reason is like, Oh, I don't really care to talk to people. And, you know, reaching out to people is kind of hard, <laughs> you know, especially when they're like semi important or do things, you know, uh, outside of this and stuff. It's, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, when we were playing destiny, Joe, I was like, man, this, yeah, I could, he's cool. I could, sure. I'll add him on Xbox. And then, I guess now you're here. You're stuck. Yeah. It just felt it just felt normal. Like I there's such a risk when you get into nerd culture. I feel like you run the risk of when you talk to somebody that's like, "Hey, I have an interest in that too." There's like three scenarios that are going to happen, and two of them are more likely than the third. Either that person knows way more than you do about that subject, in which case you feel kind of alienated because you either try to have to meet them or be like, oh, I like it, but I don't like it that much. Mm -hmm. Or they don't know nearly enough as you do, in which case it does the opposite, where you're just like, oh, I don't want to talk like this low level about this type of thing. I would like to talk a little bit differently. And then there's the rare chance that someone has like the same level interest and you guys talk similar. Like mm-hmm. meaning you can it'd be like, oh, I can I can talk casually, and I don't feel like a dumbass if I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I, I feel every episode of Tower Casuals, where <laughs> Josh is talking all this lore and stuff that I haven't researched, and I'm like, cool, yeah. I like I'm interested in that too. 
<laughs> oh man Sometimes. so i've been trying to like research so i love playing destiny i do like destiny a lot but i am not like the number crunching armor build person yeah mm-hmm. and i i realize that that's probably <clears throat> the little last little hurdle i have to get in destiny oh become from coming like a an average player to like a slightly better than average player mm-hmm. and I feel like I need to do that, but when I every time I start to watch a video about someone like, here's what you would want to build for this, and like these are what these things do, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know all these too many facts and figures that interact with one another, and I don't know how anybody does it. And then I talk to like a couple friends of mine, and they're like, oh, here's what you want to do. I'm like, uh, can you just do it for me? Can I just give you my account and you tell me what I have that will work? I need an AI robot. I need an AI assistant. That's what I need. I can just look at my inventory and do that for me. Anyway, sorry. That was a big tangent. No, it's... It's... it's uh, so, Josh, do you have any anything to say about this? Um, no, Cody, all I want to say is, you know, th- thanks for the... Again, thanks for the kind words. Um, we, we are a group of friends that really likes getting together and doing this. Uh, we feel bad when one of us can't be here. Uh, obviously, we're missing Jesse this week. Um, I was gone last week joe the week before um kind of taking our last uh, unplanned last little breaks before uh we dive full on into next gen uh over the coming months uh and i promise you there is there will be halo content coming i oh, promise yeah. you mm-hmm. uh, as we get closer to infinite uh that's something that is that's is a franchise that is near and dear to uh, i know for sure the three of us and i'm fairly certain with jesse as well mm-hmm. um yeah. it's it's the franchise that maybe fall in love with video games the way i did and maybe go you know i i want to work in this industry eventually um halo 2 did that to me Mm -hmm. so yeah there there will be a lot of especially as we get these next gen updates coming in uh i'm sure we'll all be popping in with our master chief collection hot takes here pretty soon I can't wait to see what collector's editions come out for that. Oh my god joe like my wallet is gonna hear you i can't do this right now for what infinite or for mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah I, I can't do this my wallet my wallet is listening it's sensitive right now I've already been buying the toys I'm such a sucker what if they what if they just make what if the collector's edition is just the the brute with the meme the meme brute what's his name if it if it's Craig I will buy that day one <laughs> I will put Craig on top of my desk for the rest of my game no, they sell him I'm pretty sure this is him. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna open it right now. Oh, you're opening toys? No. Oh, Although I did just put my uh, Master Chief helmet from Halo Three up on my bookshelf as on display. Uh, I think we don't it... have to wait for me to open this. By the way, we can no, move on, but I am no, gonna open it. I'm just, I'm just talking about Halo stuff. Uh, I think it is gonna be time to retire my Halo Three Master Chief and my Arbiter from Halo Three once this uh, Halo Infinite statue comes in. Uh, I haven't ordered that yet. I keep going back and forth. I feel like I feel like there would be like a collector's edition, but I, I should probably just get it. I you should just you should just get, get it. it. Why why have you not? Got not it? You are the person that convinced me to get this. Why didn't you I get know. it yet? Because I, <laughs> I spent one hundred and twenty five dollars on that other one. Oh yeah, that's true. That one was probably way cooler. But uh, all right, we're gonna move on to the next one. Garrett Ward writes and he says, "Yo, what's up, hosts?" Uh, saw the call online that you want to have some feedback. Been listening since about episode 90-something. I think you guys could be one of the best Xbox podcasts once the Series X and S come out. 
more community interaction and questions would be cool. Maybe some uh, some before the news or after. Anyways, keep trucking along. Love the show. Uh, Garrett, thanks for the uh, the kind words. Uh, guys, people think we're the best Xbox podcast out there. It's in words. It's in writing. Full transparency, I don't know a lot of the other Xbox podcasts out there right now. But that's awesome if that's true. It is true. <laughs> it's it's true in my brain. But uh, no, I I I'm just I'm just messing around. I think it's uh oh it that's him. Craig. That it is Craig. Craig. It's Craig. That, that is absolutely. It's nine ninety nine at Wal at uh, Target. God, Joe, you're quit getting it's ten dollars money. Ten dollars <laughs> is ten dollars. Josh, if you set up a Patreon for ten dollars, I'll be your first <laughs> Patreon subscriber. <laughs> So you can buy. I, I guess up a GoFundMe so that Josh can buy Craig the Brute. Yeah, take, Josh, I need you to send me your address at some point, and I'm gonna get you a Christmas present. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Speaking speaking of speaking of Christmas presents, I have Arsenal X shirts. Uh, I just need everybody's address and size. Uh, but we can talk about that after the show. Uh, but. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. Are like I I listen to like I listen to Luke's podcast, right? Xbox Expansion Pass. I listen we to love you, Luke. I listen to Unlocked. I listen to the Xbox Drive, which is Sean Capri and and like I I listen to these shows and I just like I like to do an Xbox podcast. I don't really think of like you know how we're doing as a show. I just feel like mm-hmm. we are I mean, like we said before, we're just friends who come together to talk about Xbox every week because we like to. And uh, I, I do want to do more community interaction. I think adding questions to the to the podcast would be a, a good thing. Uh, and Twitch chat, it, when people are talking in the Twitch chat, I would like to start yeah. making that a better live experience too. But uh, what do you, you guys have any thoughts on this one? Uh, no, I think we're all on the same page that we we'd really like to uh, be getting more questions from the community. Um, I think that makes for a better show, not just for you guys, but for us too. Uh, you know, it makes us think about things other than what we've just sat down and been you know reading in the news or what we've been playing recently. Um, anything like big, like you know, questions are great. We like questions. You know, everybody's going to have a different perspective on whatever question you ask. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes for a uh, for a bigger variety of a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah. That's all I got. Th- thank you for the words, Garrett. Love you. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. I agree. Ta- I would like to do more community based yeah. things. Um, yeah, we have to find a way to corral those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I would I would really enjoy if anyone wants to know our opinion on something I would say at the very least they deserve to know the answer to that question yes uh, yeah I mean I, I I try to put out you know a, a question thread on Twitter I know I need to do better of getting it out everywhere and trying to get our email address and stuff out there too which is where most of these are arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com if you want to ask a question uh, I should probably just put that in the show notes huh That'd probably be the easiest way to do it. Check the notes. Check the notes. Uh, our last uh, bit of feedback that we're going to read off here comes from Zach uh, Schumacher. Shoemaker? Schumacher. There's a C in there. I'm going to go Mocker. Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, 
Hey, three or C3J. Hey, that's cool. C3J because there's three J's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got a few things I'd like to see. More game talk, more questions from the audience. Uh, come on, fans. And more show, period. Uh, you guys are just like us, buying your games and having fun with Xbox. Maybe a guest once in a while. Thanks for all you do. Um, so, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's kind of more of what we've been talking about already. Yeah. Uh, a guest once in a while. I've been thinking about that, too. Um, I've been thinking about that just because, you know, tonight I think would have been a perfect night to have a guest, but it was so short notice that I didn't have time to reach out to anybody. But, like, if one of us is missing or needs a break or something, we could call on a guest. Yeah. Uh, but. And, I mean, that that ultimately goes back to the part where we do this as fans. Mm-hmm. Like, th- things come up in life that will prevent you from doing a podcast that you do as a hobby from time to time. Uh, last week, it, it was I was a maybe up until about an hour before, and I was just like, guys, I'm so tired. I just drove six hours from, from Kansas to Texas. I, I'm wiped. I need, to, I need to crash. I need to eat something and just sleep i mean i wouldn't uh, want to do a podcast if i drove six hours somewhere we went to- I mean, but, that, but that's the thing like i i enjoy doing this so much that i wanted to make it and it was just there was no way i was going to sit in my chair without falling asleep mm-hmm. remember remember josh when you said that i would like to be on arsenal x more but i i don't know if i could commit and now you've been here like every week except for like one <laughs> Uh, I have yet yeah, for for reference we, we've talked about this on tower casuals before but Corey has tried for quite a long time to get me to be on Arsenal X uh, dating back to probably about this time last year I think is when you started and it just wasn't gonna happen um, I, I wasn't able to commit we moved across the state and then COVID-19 happened and we decided we were moving back home and like, well, you know, maybe I can once I get settled and that just turned into, well, I guess I, I'm here indefinitely. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I do. I do love doing this, though. I, I love being able to talk Xbox with friends. And that, that's what it is. Like, this is this. This is it's a fun hobby. Like, it is a step away from normal life. Like, I, I get to just forget about everything crazy going on outside the walls of my apartment for two hours when we do this. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. Definitely a, a step away from things that are going on, you know, and, and yeah. not that like anything is wrong going on in my life right now. Thank, you know, thank God or whatever. Like, I, it's just nothing is really bad at this at this point. Because, I mean, COVID's terrible, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think especially in this season, it's just been so helpful. Yeah. Uh, to have that friendship and those, you mm-hmm. know, have those bonds be strengthened. Yeah, I think. I think that's the biggest thing too. Not to get too philosophical on us. Yeah, no, and and I know it's a meme, but like, I, being social through the internet has really helped kind of ease that, you know, staying home or whatever. And and it's it's weird because it really hasn't the the way the pandemic has happened for me hasn't really changed my life at all. I still go to work. I haven't like I still have to go to work. I still have to like. I'm still doing the podcast stuff. I'm still like interacting with the same people that I would inside and outside of outside of, you know, the internet. It's like, I feel, I feel terrible for everybody who this is really affecting hard. You know, it's, it's just been really, it's kind of been hard for me to wrap my mind around how serious it is because I haven't had to deal with it the same as everybody else has, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, not to dwell too much on 
the pandemic or anything like that, but I'm in the same boat as you, Corey, where my life is, I don't want to say exactly the same because I would say that's not true, mm-hmm. but I have not been massively negatively impacted in really any way. Early on, when we had it happen, uh, me and a couple people from my office made the decision that we were just going to work from home since then our office is now just all remote. Mm-hmm. So I get to work from home uh, all the time. The benefit to that for me is that I get to spend more time with my family. I get I do less social things, but I'm not a super social person. Like I, in all honesty, am much better through the internet than I am in person. Yeah. All so my, like I tell my I, wife like all my friends are on the internet, so I don't really know who else yeah. to talk to. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Whenever like we're talking about doing this, and my wife will be like, "Who are you talking to?" I'm like, "Oh, this this guy's." that I talk to on the internet. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly don't like, I don't think it's weird. I don't think you guys are catfishing me in any way. This is like, or anything like that. So it, it my it webcam is actually a really big, deep fake video right now. <laughs> oh, well, well a that. long time ago when I started my very first podcast back in, Oh God, early 2015, like late 2014, early 2015 with, uh, again, with our good friend, Ray, um, I tried explaining to my parents because I was still living in my mom's house at the time. Uh, so I was laid up with my ankles and she was like, who do you go in there and talk to on <laughs> Sunday nights? And I'm like, Oh, I'm doing a show with my friend Ray and my friend Chris. And she's like, how do you know these guys? I was like, Oh, Facebook. She's like, Facebook. Did you go to school with them? I was like, no, nah, I found them in a Facebook group, uh, which was true. I found them in the podcast unlocked Facebook group. And the three of us have been friends ever since. The first time I went and actually met them in person, uh, I got on a plane and flew to meet uh, our friend Chris, who lives down in Pensacola. And my whole family was just like, you're flying to meet some guy you met on the Internet? (laughs) What? And now I feel like four or five years later, like that's not a weird thing to say anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like our friendships have become so, so digital. And like if that's where your identity is, like that's where your friendships are going to be at. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that if they have either like the guardian con or the halo destination outpost whatever whenever that happens again mm-hmm. i will 100 will go all in on attending one of those events if you guys want to meet up at one of those events we could just have like a land party evening type thing yeah i 100 will do I, that my, my plan was to go to guardian con this year before everything went haywire yeah so I was, yeah i wanted to go to packs about it with Another friend of the show, uh, A1 Johnny. Me and him have talked about it before. Yeah. Well, it's so. on the table. Anybody wants to do that? It's absolutely. Would be a great table. Patreon perk. We'll have an exclusive LAN party you can attend <laughs> if you're there. Twitch IRL stream. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, from, but... from the Lakita Inn of Orlando, oh, Florida. God. <laughs> uh, but I want to thank everybody for your feedback. There was, there was more, but we don't want to, you know, toot our own horns too much on this show. But uh, no, but but seriously, thanks everybody for writing in. If you want to see something, write us, email us, tweet at us at ArsenalXPodcast or write us at ArsenalXPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just have a question to contribute to the show, that seems like a big one where people want more uh, participation from the audience integrated into the show. So uh, we're going to try our best. We actually have a lot of questions today. That I tried to Thank integrate you. in. Um, so, yeah, I, thanks everybody for writing in. Uh, it really helps, uh, especially since you know we're gonna try to make this show the best it can possibly be, and and make it more fun for you guys. So, uh, 
so before we get into this housekeeping, anybody playing anything exciting? Anything new? Anything ridiculous? Uh, I played two new non-Destiny things this week. I, That's I hate true. that I have to preface it that way. That's but I played true. two non-Destiny things this week. Actually, technically three. Um, I played. I started playing Life is Strange 2. Uh, turned it off about two hours in. I just don't like it. I don't care about the characters the way that I did uh, Max and Chloe in Life is Strange 1. Or the way that I do about uh, Allison and Tyler in uh, Tell Me Why. So, uh, I feel pretty good about not going back to that one. Uh, played... A little bit of Need for Speed Heat uh, really was itching for a car game that wasn't Forza Horizon. And it's fine. I guess it's scratched that itch a little bit. but It's no yet. Forza Horizon. <laughs> and the last Need for Speed I played like more than maybe two, three hours of was probably most wanted with the 360 launch. Ooh. And oh my, they are, oof, oof, it's, uh, it's not a pretty sight. Uh, did not really digging it either. It's probably going to get deleted. Uh, last thing, I downloaded Rainbow Six Siege last night off Game Pass, and the last time I tried dabbling in this game was in year one, uh, before it really found an identity. And that game has changed radically for the better. Um, is I'm it actually, is it the full game or is it just the base game? It's it is the full game. Wow, that's it's a... the full game. Uh, you get all of the year one and two operators, I think. Hmm. Um, you get a lot of the DLC for it. It's basically like the year two gold edition, I think is what it is uh, on Game Pass. But it's really fun. They've added a newcomer mode, so I don't feel quite as bad when I die really fast. Um, and it's just, it's really fun. It's it's really, it's crazy to see the different styles you can play as and how your team of randos really meshes. If I could get a solid squad going, I could see that becoming a staple in my gaming library. Well, you know who but, loves that game is Jesse. I'm going to have to talk to Jesse then. I was actually really hoping he would be here because I know he's the one who really plays a lot of, well, I say he's the one. We all play a lot of FPSs, but I know he's really into like the more competitive ones. Yeah, he's he was he that was like the only game he played for like a solid 6 months was Rainbow Six. And I know he's been wanting to get back into it, but I know he doesn't have like a squad to play with, so like that's kind of why he's been a I like it. I mean, I can see it being something I fire up a couple times a month. Yeah. Uh it's great I, I really 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 like what ubisoft has done with that game and made it uh, a sustainable competitive fps um in an era where you know like call of duties are yearly releases siege easily could have been one of those uh, yeah. like oh we'll for two years and we'll throw another one out there uh but it's had a lot of staying power especially as a competitive one and uh i really like that it's a fun game so, but that's what i've been playing nice uh joe i speaking of call of duty and not like they need any type of shout-out or anything like that, but I've played a lot of the Halloween event in uh, Warzone. And let me tell you, for a free event, meaning because you don't have to pay for Warzone, and you don't have to pay for the season or anything to get access to any of the Halloween stuff, it is fucking awesome. Uh, it's really, really great. There's a lot of variety there. They made this zombie mode... It is awesome. Basically, it's a the small that's a circle the circle smaller, and if you die, you turn into a zombie, and then you can kill people as a zombie. And if you kill two people and get like these, they drop these like injections. If you take two of those, then you can become human again. And the whole the goal is obviously to be the last human alive at the end. Um, 
and they have another trios thing where it's like the map is at night and then they have like they there's this incentive to loot in certain places and like unlock these chests when you unlock a chest there's like sometimes it'll just like have this like scary thing that pops up on your screen and gets really loud it's really great and it i don't know it it, it made me reflect on how shockingly bad the festival of the lost was in destiny and a game that's a game that i've invested a lot of time and money into Mm -hmm. for like then to play warzone for free and have a great experience and like want to play it i probably put 30 hours into like playing warzone this week uh while i was supposed to be working and uh and it's awesome so if you haven't played that it goes to the end of the month so not a whole lot longer but like I would recommend at least popping in once to try out the zombie mode because it is fun. And there is like, there's a, they introduce new mechanics for it. It's not like you're just playing as a zombie and you're slow. Like you're a fast zombie that can jump super high. Uh, it's, it's neat. That's what I spent most of my time playing. And then I feel bad. So I was trying to get back into Halo, trying to figure out Halo 3 and why I suck at it all of a sudden. All of a sudden, meaning the past year. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so I've—I mean, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny, but I've been mostly been playing uh, Halo Master Chief Collection this week. I just because of this monitor is just like, <laughs> man, this thing. I just want to—I don't know, man. I can't say enough good things about this monitor, but I guess you get what you pay for, you know. <laughs> so or what mm-hmm. Amazon messes up for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, the the just the the refresh rate and the frame rates on like it's just like a totally different game like in the curve of i am never going back to a straight monitor again like mm-hmm. why would you like a curved monitor is like it cha- it's changed my life it is it, you, it's more immersive yeah i don't know if it's a novelty or not but no it's i i like i've talked to people who like work in film and stuff and they say no like curved screens are meant to make you feel more immersed yeah it's like I want a second one. I mean, I, I know I said this at the top of the show, but I want like a second one so I can have two of them on my desk at the same time. And just like one would be just like games, and one would be like a workstation, and then whatever you know. I I don't know, man. This is this this thing is life changing. Mm-hmm. I I I'm never going back, ever, ever. So. But that's kind of that's kind of all I've really been playing besides testing out a bunch of games. Uh, that... Yeah, I, I feel like I'm just kind of in a holding pattern right now. I know. I it's like... I've been ever since I watched these digital foundry videos and stuff. I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, I I don't know what to play other than Destiny and like maybe Halo until these new consoles come out. Just because watching these games have go from like. Anywhere between 25 and 40 frames, you know, at uncapped frame rates to, like, straight 60 without any hiccups is, like, man, I I don't know what to do. And I've, I watched the Digital Foundry videos again this week. Like, I kind of watched them before I go to bed. I'm like, these consoles are out in two weeks, man. Two weeks by the time this episode posts. Like, <sighs> it can't come fast enough. <laughs> Never heard that before. Oh. Eee. Eee. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Bad.
bad dad jokes. All right. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna I'm just gonna run through this uh, housekeeping and giveaway real quick. We are giving away six months of Game Pass, so stay tuned to find out how. Uh, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox show here on Boss Rush Games. Every week, we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about the latest news, rumors, games, and more within the world of Xbox. You can catch us live on Sunday nights here on twitch.tv slash bossrushgameslive at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, to join the conversation. If you can't join us live, it's no big deal. You can head on over to youtube.com slash bossrushgames or podcast services everywhere on Tuesday mornings. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our show. You can catch all of our content and our family of shows on bossrushgames.com. Our giveaway is six months of Game Pass. We're giving away six months of Game Pass on November 8th. Uh, it gives you uh, your console, according to Microsoft, over 100 plus quality games on launch day by entering our contest. The rules are simple. Follow us on Twitter at Arsenal X Podcast. Reply with a screenshot of where you listen to us. Retweet it and tag two friends. Uh, Cut off our entries is November 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So good luck, everybody. Um, man, I should enter this contest. Can we enter? Can we enter our own contest? Sure, do whatever you want. Possibly, I don't know. Hmm. I got I gotta find the rules on this show. See if we're eliminated from this contest. <laughs> Can I quit the show for a week and enter the contest, and then? Uh... <laughs> That's why Jesse's not here. Yeah, he's entering the contest right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I knew that was all it took, I would have entered last week. I entered the week before. Oh man, so. All right, we have a we have a lot of topics to get through. Joe, you brought this to a, to our attention in the group chat. The Elite Series Two controller uh, gets a warranty extension because of uh, it took some notes from Nintendo, I guess, uh, from this drift the drifting sticks. So I can't see it. It's it's being green screened out. This is my Elite Series Two uh, in a box shipped to Microsoft. So. It sucks. I am an early adopter. I am also a very competitive person when it comes to video. Probably most things in reality. That's why I probably don't have a lot of friends. It's uh, fair. I so I am always looking for a little bit of edge. Usually, it's like a controller or a monitor or a cable or something stupid that makes no difference. I'm the guy on the golf course with all the goofy golf shit because <laughs> <laughs> like this really helps my swing. Uh, this glove so anyway, with two fingers and uh, look at this. a beer. The, the bowler that has the claw hand, yeah. like the half robotic hand. <laughs> uh, so I had an Elite Series 1 and I loved it. I, to, to be honest, I like it when you buy a piece of hardware and you can just feel the quality. It's usually heavier and like the, the buttons are a little bit more clicky has a nice give to it so i had a series one and when they announced that the series two came out i think at the time i don't think it was widely known like that all the controllers were would work for the xbox uh series x but i remember they're like hey this one's the same like you know it's gonna work in the new system blah 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 and i was like all in i'm getting a new controller sold my other one bought a new one it had every single thing that i loved about the last one plus more so I am an advocate of that. So when friends come to me like, hey, what controller do you recommend? Or I need a new controller. Or if they see me playing, like, what controller? You? Like, I will full-on press somebody to be like, you should buy an Elite Series 2. It is the best controller that I've ever had. And I've had a scuff controller before that. And uh, 
a buddy of mine bought one and he had to get his serviced and I feel like a shithead because he, you know, got it, the warranty expired, and then he had to go back and he paid a hundred dollars to get it fixed. Oh jeez. And then about a month or two ago, mine started to do that. I was playing uh playing Halo and I have mine tuned very fine. So like it any movement I make on that controller is an immediate reaction. Like I turned down all like the, like the sensitivities up as high as it can go. There's no uh, what do they call that? There's no dead zones or anything like that. And I noticed that when my character was standing still, it's like all of a sudden just starts moving around. And I'm like, I don't think that's that's how that worked before. <laughs> Long story short, I ended up trying to go to Microsoft. My warranty was expired. They it's like a hundred bucks uh, to get it fixed. And I'm like. Yeah, I could spend a hundred dollars to get the same controller, or I could just spend another hundred dollars and like just get another one, and I don't want to have to deal with sending it out and then not having it. So I just bought another one. So I have two, like an idiot. And then my friend told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, "Hey, I got a refund of that that controller repair." He's like, "Out of the blue." He's like, "I don't even know why." And uh, did a little research. There was a class action lawsuit that a uh, a guy had filed, not only for the Elite Series Two, but controllers in general. And then Microsoft just ups the warranty. So he got a refund. I went back, and they just told me to send it out. So I have them unboxed up. It's going to go out tomorrow. They're just going to swap out my controller. I I couldn't be more pleased about this. I realize that it's not the best thing. Um, but the warranty on it originally was, I think it was, what, 90 days? Which is just not enough time for, like, a hand tool, more or less. It's something yeah. that you use that goes through a lot of wear and tear. And I'm sorry, it's a $180 controller. You should have more faith than 90 days in it. Now, I don't care <laughs> if you only put 90 days on it, and I never have to use that warranty, but it really does suck about like six months in to have it break down. Yeah. So I'm glad they did the right thing. I feel like this is just another like string of Microsoft just kind of stepping up their game. My only concern now is like, are they... F- I, I feel good about them fixing my problem by giving me a new controller. But am I just buying another six months of then, like, my warranty expiring and then I, I have, like, the same issue? Like, I wonder if there's going to be a f- – if they're fixing it or if they're just, like, fixing the PR issue, so to speak. Yeah. That's my only concern about it. I don't know how much you guys are invested in Elite Series 2, but 100%, if you want a really nice controller, you should buy one. They are I, phenomenal. I want one. I want one, but... Well, I will have two shortly. <laughs> well, if you're looking to get rid of one... I 100% am going to get rid of one. Well... But that's that's not a thing that you have to buy one from me or anything. Well, I I would. I would. Okay. Uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, maybe if you enter that Game Pass cont- contest, we'll uh, talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> he's bribing he's bribing him we're gonna away controller and game pass we're hot. no we're just game pass ultimate six months see show for details uh what are your thoughts on this josh you have any thoughts on this uh no not really honestly um I'm just glad that uh, the warranties seem to be extended um I've heard the criticism of the elite series two for a little while on uh you know, it not working, people needing them to get serviced. And I mean, I I do think part of this is a PR move because you're on the cusp of releasing a brand new console. Uh, that only happens like once every you know six to eight years. You don't want to go into this generation with any sort of negative publicity after the absolute dumpster fire that was the Xbox One launch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you already got people come you're already coming under fire because you don't have launch games the last thing you need is a hardware issue even if it is just for your just for your premium controller like your hardcore fans are the ones buying that those are the ones you want to keep really happy right about now mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah um, i mean i think i think they're handling it the way that they should have been um but i think that this is something that all console manufacturers need to be taking a look at um you know we've had the nintendo joy con drift issue and you know they're not happy about having to replace some of those like i believe under a court order i can't tell Uh, you i can't tell you how i barely play my switch undocked anymore because i'm afraid of that joy con drift (laughs) at some point and joy cons are so hard to find at this point especially the like like i have a set of blue ones you can't find blue Mm -hmm. ones anywhere the only ones you can find are like the the red and blue like split yeah. color ones or yeah. the gray we, ones. We have the Splatoon set and I'm really afraid of those giving out on me. Um I but I've barely played my Switch this year, so Yeah. I, I typically don't... play it docked. I play it undocked, I play with my pro controller a lot. Um I'm just I, I think this needs to be a thing across the board, you know. Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo all need to be on the same page and like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, we're gonna give you an automatic two year warranty in case there is an issue with this, especially when you're creating a premium product. If I'm paying more than forty yes. bucks for something, I want it to be easily replaceable. I shouldn't have to buy a third party warranty from Best Buy or GameStop, you know, in fear that your warranty won't cover it. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, I just, I've been paranoid about hardware issues ever since the Red Ring of Death. Yeah. Yes. Like, that Red Ringed on me on day one, and it crushed 13-year-old Josh. So, never again. It Red Ringed on you on the first day? Red Ringed on me uh, the morning after I got it. Excuse me. I got through one night of playing Cameo and Call of Duty 2, and then the next morning I went to go boot up Call of Duty. That's why I hated you for playing Cameo. I played Call of Duty first. <laughs> so mine blessed the console with <laughs> Call of Duty before it became what it is. My mine red ringed like five days outside of the warranty oh on it. God. And no joke. And th- this is what I would be concerned about. Like, and it probably not so much with the Elite, although the Elite costs as much as a console, and it's close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, um, it costs. It almost costs as much as a Switch Lite, right? At this point. What does the Switch Lite cost? One hundred and eighty bucks. Yeah, one ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, same. Um, whenever my Xbox three hundred and sixty red ringed, uh, and it was a launch console, and it was the one like the silver door and the the hard drive, mm-hmm. I remember instantly calling Microsoft, and they were just like, "Nope, it's it's," and they forget what it was. It was like a it was one hundred and sixty dollars or something like that to get it fixed. Yeah. And I was like, no. And I went to GameStop, and GameStop, oddly enough, had a. They would buy the broken one for me for sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and then I bought a, whatever, like what what they call like the one without the hard drive, the arcade. The, the arcade. Yeah. I bought the arcade version and then just used my hard drive. So the only thing I lost in that transaction was the silver nameplate. But I remember buying the arcade version, got the sixty dollar credit, and then I. I, I still had to pay like $150 or I forget what I paid mm-hmm. at that time, but I paid money out of my pocket to like, this way I have a new console. And then like, what was it? Two or three months later, I got a thing being, Hey, we'll cover this under warranty. Like, well, I just got fucked because I didn't, I don't have it to give to you anymore. I fixed the problem. Mm-hmm. And like scenarios like that stink in, in situations like this, because although it's great for someone like me that just happened to have, the first one sitting around still or my buddy that just paid for it and he got reimbursed. 
I bet there's somebody out there that sold their Elite Series 2 for almost nothing and then like just kind of walked away from that scenario and they never get to see the benefit of this. That's the only downside to all this stuff. It's like you you wait and to do the right thing until someone puts a little bit of pressure and then you lose you know some fans that spent money, good money on like investing in your ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I couldn't I don't really have anything else to add. I just I don't either. I think I like you said Josh it's a good thing to to do because they don't want any negative plus publicity going in uh to this launch especially on broken hardware. So yeah. Uh all right. So speaking of uh I don't know new hardware I guess. Uh bat that was a terrible transition. Who who hired me for this job? I'm fired. It's terrible. You did. Oh, you're right. I did. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection will be fully optimized for Series X. Uh, so they're, they're, the game will be uh, full 4K, 120 frames a second, campaign and multiplayer, which is freaking amazing. How do you guys feel about this? Joe, I know you're probably excited. Very ex- it's it is the reason why I bought an interim monitor because I do not want Halo to be running at 120 frames a second and me to get half that like I I beyond ecstatic I was not expecting them to update that in any way but I'm so glad that they did yeah I'm it's I almost I was gonna go through and play through the campaigns again mm-hmm. and like I'm like now I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like by the, by the time this is optimized, like probably by the time I'm ready to play Halo, I'll be done with the Beyond Light stuff for a while, and I can play through the campaigns probably early next year and go into Halo Infinite, f- Halo fresh. So. Oh yeah, uh, I think the changes they're making here are are just outstanding. You can't sit here and make all these changes to other titles. Well, I mean, you can, but if you're not doing it to xbox's you know first child essentially if you're not giving him the best new toys to play with eventually he's gonna get upset um i think we were all wondering after the xbox showcase when they showed a few of the first party titles that would be enhanced day one i have forza horizon 4 sea of thieves ori gears 5 gears tactics i think we were all kind of wondering like where the hell is the master chief collection at Mm -hmm. like this is if you're pr- gonna promote that you can play four generations of Xbox games, you have to have the collection that spans. <laughs> this is the all game. Four generations. <laughs> like um, the only other thing like they could show is like, oh well, you can play the old Gears trilogy now too. Well, and I mean, so now you have, but I mean, this this stretches back to the yeah, original. No, I know, I know. What you mean. So like with the OG modes and the anniversary modes, uh, I think doing the 120 frames like that's a no brainer at this point. I, I think that's at this point, if it's a shooter that won't support 120 or at least 60 frames this generation, it's going to be a massive outlier. Um, yeah. We were talking in the pre-show about how I think that Destiny is going to eventually shift to 120 frames next year. Um, but Halo doing that, I mean, it, it lines up with what they're promising for Infinite. Uh, that the 120 frames multiplayer... Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, I think that 120 on, in Master Chief Collection is only for the multiplayer it says campaigns too. Campaigns, campaigns too. too. Okay, okay, I missed that then. Yeah. Uh, there's that. There is the field of view slider is coming in. Um, that's again. Uh, that's you know, amazing too. The field of view. Uh, another sliders. thing that 
uh, is it's it's going to seem like a no brainer in within the next six to twelve months. Yeah. Uh, already That's this so fall, you've, you've got Halo, you've got Call of Duty, you've got Destiny using it, you've got Rainbow Six going to it on consoles. This is something that PC gamers have enjoyed for so long, and it's finally being achieved on these next gen consoles. That it, those upgrades are enough of a reason for me to go back and play through the entire Master Chief Collection again. Mm-hmm. I want to play through Combat Evolved. In the original graphic settings at 120 frames yeah. a second, just to see how <laughs> with, bizarre it looks. With the field of you turned up. Oh, it's gonna be so weird. It, it, I, I'm so ready. It's gonna be like playing a different game. Yeah, like, I, I it'll be new again for the Warthog for the Warthog run. Oh god. Uh, and have that, or uh, to play like Silent Cartographer. Oh. I, oh my god, I can't with the flood. Oh my god, the flood levels. I'm just, I, I'm so excited. I gotta go play it now. Oh. That's uh. it. Fat, put put me in cryo for for two weeks. Three weeks, three weeks, because it's not, it's not happening until the 17th. But yeah. put me in cryo until then. I can wake up and play this and then Cyberpunk. Mm. Uh, we do have a question about this. Uh, Michael Goff writes in, he says, Why do you think there's so much work being done on the Master Chief Collection? Do you think they'll optimize Halo 5 for X and S2? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think they'll do it eventually. I don't... Yeah. I think... I think the way that they're treating Master Chief Collection, clearly they don't, I mean, I don't want to say they don't care about Halo 5, but they clearly are putting all their extra effort into Master Chief Collection uh, instead of 5. Because uh, First of all, I think 5 is doing fine on its own right now, right? Like, I think it's, it's yeah. multiplayer. It still has it events going on. Um, Halo 5 is, like, the least positively received Halo, though, that they've ever made, like, overall. For the, at least for the campaign portion. Uh, I do think that they'll make a push with Halo 5. I think they'll come out in like January or February and be, once we have an official release date for Infinite and say, hey, for the lead up, we're, we're giving this away. I mean, we already had the uh, the monster site that went live this week that if you put in a certain code, you can get a free copy of Halo 5 Guardians, mm-hmm. a free digital copy. So I expect them to make some sort of marketing push, maybe even around Christmas. Or be like to be like, hey, this is our latest title that's you know going to be upresed and fixed for next generation. Uh, along with I, I imagine they'll do a few others at some point. Yeah. Um, but that one, I think, and they're pretty clearly going to wait and then do some sort of promo to tie it into Infinite's launch, mm-hmm. like um, a like an expansion, like a story expansion that leads into <laughs> Halo Infinite. Oh my god, I. I, I think that they are I think that both them and Microsoft three for three and Microsoft are both pretty eager to leave behind the uh, less than stellar response from the community because like the multiplayer is so like we talked about before we the multiplayer is great it's awesome it's, it's fantastic it's, it's arguably a series best to me um, it's certainly the best it's been since Halo three if but, I could get out of the same three day of maps I would. Be, War, be awesome. and, I, and I maintain that Warzone is one of the funnest multiplayer modes I played all generation. Um, I'd love for Warzone to be a standalone game, similar to Call of Duty Warzones. Um, I'd love for Halo to have its own standalone, so I don't have to boot up Halo Five every time I want to play it. Um, I am curious as to why that's not one of the ones that'll be upresed at launch. Um, even Master Chief Collection is coming a week later, so that's why I just think, eh, maybe it's a case of, ah, oh, we're going to throw it out in December or January. We want we want to give you reasons to dip into the Game Pass catalog each month. I mean, are those live teams, are they the same team, the live teams for Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, or are they different? I, I would imagine they, they're, they're different, different teams. They're different, I believe. 
They're, they're different. The lead of Master Chief Collection, the guy who basically got it back on track and got all the multiplayer fixed and everything, was pulled off of it back in August when Joseph Staten was added to the narrative team. He came on to lead the multiplayer team. Okay. So, so I, I think it's a simple equation of Master Chief Collection just all got ported to PC. All these things are available on PC. You can run it over 100 frames a second on PC. I think they I think it's just easy for them to be like, oh, we have extra bandwidth. We can now just add these things that we've already basically created and figured out and bug tested and just put them on the console version. I don't know if Halo 5 will get any love. I think it's fine. I don't think they want to invest any more money into it. I don't know what the benefit to that would be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like it to. I I would be extremely skeptical. It's also not being added to the Master Chief Collection, which yes. if that were the case, mm-hmm. then I would say, yes, that that would be what I would rather have happen. I would rather, because you can download each one that you game that you want to mm-hmm. have in there. I would rather have Halo 5 be included into the Master Chief Collection and then maybe get some of these quality of life things. Outside of that, I don't think I don't think anything's going to happen with it. I do I do think that it's going to get added to Master Chief Collection in the lead up to Infinite. They said uh, it. They said it wasn't. I'm pretty sure they came out. Yeah, and said it wasn't. I think. I, I think mean, Phil they also at one point told us that we were never going to get Reach or ODST as part of it, and we did get we ODST got walked back real fast when it launched, so broken, and they're like, oh, we're going to give ODST away for free now, and then ah, oh, you guys want Reach? We'll give you Reach. We'll do that too. Well, uh, they said this twelve days ago well i <laughs> they can still change their minds i'm they still can. maintaining right, that i think right. that five will end up they eventually can. i i think it'll end up in there eventually and i i am maintaining that i think warzone will eventually be broken out into its own thing yeah. like i like what you said like you'd be you'd like to be able to download each game individually because that is something that we know we're going to be able to do on series x is you'll be able to download certain parts of games like if you don't want to play the campaign or the multiplayer of some games it's up to that developer's discretion, obviously, but you'll mm-hmm. be able to not download those things yeah. uh, to keep some of the install sizes down. So but that's that's music to my ears, personally. I, uh, not that I would ever do that with Master Chief, but like with Gears, for instance, I'm never going to touch Gears multiplayer. Just, whenever, just give it the campaigns. Whenever I get my expansion card, I'm just going to print out a label that says Halo on it, and it'll just <laughs> store the Halo games. Because that's all. That's that's the whole hundred gigs hard drive. for the Master Chief Collection right now. It's almost another hundred for Guardians. And we'll see how big Infinite is. Oh my God! Infinite's gonna play. Infinite's gonna be huge. Infinite's gonna pull an Animal Crossing from GameCube on us and launch with its own expansion card in the box. Dude, I would buy it. I would I buy, buy it. Too. I'm not even ashamed. Like I, I, I would 100 percent buy it. I fully also expect to buy a Halo themed Xbox and trade yep. in my launch yep. one. It's yeah. going to happen. I have a friend who's buying a 1S on launch day, just or a Series S on launch day, excuse me, just because he knows they're going to do a Halo Series X, and he wants that instead. Yeah, He's like, I'm going to buy the Series S now, and I'm going to give it to my wife so I can justify buying a Series X Halo edition. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to do the exact same thing, honestly. But what if they, yeah. what if they come out with a Destiny one? Core. I, would, I would still get the Halo one. They won't. I, I guess it's possible. They came it's out with two possible. Destiny PlayStations. Yeah, 
That was it, back when they had possible. that exclusive deal, I though. still think I would get more excited for a Halo one, personally, as much as I love Destiny. The Destiny one would have to be really fucking cool for me to get it, though. It would have to be really cool. What if it was and basically just the Dreadnought that played Xbox games? It just looked like the Dreadnought, because that's what we're going back to. I have to. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, it's like a literal replica of the tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, by the way, write that down for for Tower Casuals. Apparently, there's a rumor we're going back to the original Tower. Uh, there is. I'm actually really excited to talk with you about that on Thursday. All right. Uh, Joe, you're more than welcome to come talk about it with us if you want. I might be down to do that. I'm going to put the conspiracy headphones on on Thursday. So Sweet. Uh, okay, so speaking of good news with Halo, there's now bad news with Halo. Halo fans in particular. Meh. Apparently they're very angry about the armor coatings <laughs> from the, the the in Halo Infinite, the the armor customization in Halo Infinite. Joe, are you upset? Does this bother you? So first off, I love that this is a Halo podcast now. Um <laughs> it feels great. Um I Halo fans, if I can talk to you directly, because I'm I'm one of you. I am a Halo fan. I've been a Halo fan since Combat Evolved. Like I am an OG Halo fan. Let's grow the fuck up, please. Let's just we, the game's not out. We don't know fully what it will do. We are literally it's all fine. here. This is fine. It's perfectly fine. Play the game. If it's upsetting then, then do it. But, like, we get so butthurt over the smallest stupid things. I think it's fine. It sounds like a Destiny thing. It can't be worse than Destiny as long as I don't have 50 different armor coatings that I have to individually apply and then use a fictional currency that varies to apply them. It's fine. I think it's fine. I'm happy with it. I just want the fucking game. I don't care about armor coatings. I'm sure I will care at the time. When yep. there's an exclusive yep. one, or if I have to do an like an achievement, that's the other thing. There is a prestige to this. If you can do something to get a specific coating, and then I wear that coating to make all the other people go, "Oh, where the fuck did he get the solid gold Majolner armor?" Like, I want to wear that versus someone just applying it. I get it. I get that you want to be able to express yourself and stuff, but there, be open to change and a different way to do it. That's what I'll say. And no, I'm not upset. I'm upset. In general, but I'm not upset that they're they're changing how it works. I don't care. Speaking of speaking of uh, Halo at the beginning, I found is that the is that the translucent green one? No, it's it's That's the black one. It's a black one. My brother-in-law had a original Xbox just sitting in his basement, and he gave it to me. Man, have you yeah. have you? Have you booted up? Have you played anything on it yet? No, I I'm working on cleaning it because it's been sitting in a, two different nasty basements for eight years. He said he's yeah. hooked it hooked it up eight years ago was the last time he hooked it up, and uh, it's got it's got some residue on it. We'll say, yeah, I'm not sure Let what it is. You. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to clean it. Um, so about one year ago, I played Combat Evolved on an original Xbox with like. An old Xbox controller. Yeah, it's it's rough. There's rose colored glasses that exists. Oh, I'm it's sure. Thing. I'm sure. I but, really just got it because at some point I'm just gonna 
like for this show in particular, I'm just going to have a Xbox display yeah. and I'm just going to display like all of the Xboxes and probably the Dreamcast because, well, why not? Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I got to clean it up first, but yeah, I, 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 I've, what did I go back to the other day that was on an original console and it was like really hard to go back to. I'm like, Ooh, there's so many, that's so many small details that make it really tough. Yeah. So especially the black and white button that are in two different places, <laughs> depending on what controller, you're what using. controller it is. That's yeah. how you know it's good. Yeah. So, uh, I do have a Duke controller and I have a translucent blue controller S. So those are the two controllers I have for this beast That's fine um yeah do you guys give a shit about the armor coatings like in reality like i know and also anybody that's listening feel free to write in like i w- i want to know the honest reason to be upset about this i mean i i i always wish there's more customization to that the to the spartans in your multiplayer right like i i always sure. wanted that and i always wanted to like oh if you get like a uh, Kilimanjaro or whatever, you know, whatever the new hotness he's yelling out these days. I don't know. I haven't been that good in like, I don't know, 15 years, but I want like a, something that says, Oh, you did that. That's neat. Here's a mountain helmet. I don't yeah. Know. But like they, I feel like that's the benefit to unlocking coatings with stuff is that like, let's say that I get my, uh, I don't know. I ran o- I run over a thousand Spartans and then I get a coating that looks like a fucking caution tape. Like it makes me like all yellow and black striped and has like blood splatter marks on it. Like that that's something you can't do with custom colors. Mhm. Yeah. So I I think it's cool. I think it's cool. But whatever. We'll see. I, I cannot imagine something that I have cared less about in Halo in a long time. But this. that's the thing about the Halo community. And I, again, I love you guys. I feel like I'm part of you, but also is like somewhat of an outsider. <laughs> Come on. Let's just not bitch about something every time there's an announcement. Remember when everybody was bitching that they added a sprint button to Halo 4? And I'm like, this makes the game infinitely better. <laughs> it does. And it's hard to go out. It's hard to go back and play the other ones. It's like, why can't I? It's like, dude, uh, on uh, in Halo Five because they still do like rotations of like playlists. Mm-hmm. They had that mythic playlist where they you could tell that they increased your speed, but they took away sprint, and it feels okay. But you ha- there's got to be a balance. Like uh, you have to be able to walk faster. Yeah, I like the sprint button. It's different. In Halo, I, it's fine. I like. I think it's fine. I like the sprint button. Guess what? I like to aim down sights. Oh no! <laughs> I still like Halo. If yeah. I want to play Halo Combat Evolved, I'll put it in and I'll play it at 120 frames a second in like three weeks. Yeah. So. Sorry, right. Josh. I did cut you off. If you had more. No, no. I, I have nothing else. I just, I am so thoroughly uninterested in <laughs> the gripes of the. Uh, color brigade of the Halo <laughs> fandom. I, I don't. It, I could not give less of a shit. This is also, and I, I will. I will stop. I promise. After this, this is also why games and movies suck because they will announce that they're going to do something, 
And then everyone will be up in arms without ever playing it, seeing it, or really knowing the full impact of what that does. And then they will go back on that and be like, hey, we took away the coatings, and now you have custom colors. And you have the exact same thing that you've always had, and you don't have anything that possibly could be better. And then, like, then people get upset. That's remember the uh, original when the Xbox One came out, they were going to have all digital games. If you bought a game physically, you get the digital copy and you could share it with friends. And yep. everyone was, but you had to connect to the internet like what, what, once every 24 hours or a month or something like that? Something like yeah. that. And everyone was all upset about it. So then Microsoft was like, okay, 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 okay. We won't do that. But now, now to all of us that work digitally, like, how great would that be if I could actually go to GameStop or whatever and buy a used copy of a game and then have it digitally and don't ever to, like, put it in? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And if I could share games with people, I mean, Game Pass solves all that, <sighs> those anyway, but... Yeah. I, just, uh, I want everyone to just chill out a little bit. I, yeah. I'm I'm done with fandoms for right now. <laughs> Speaking of fandom, it's, t- it's my turn to be super fan here let's do it gears 5 is finally getting oh, dlc God. guys <laughs> gears 5 hive busters dlc a three to four hour campaign which means it'll take me five to six uh you're getting a getting a uh <laughs> the hive busters dlc is i don't think it i don't think you play as kate or any or any of the main characters it's, a I, new squad. it's the it's the squad that they showed in the trailer uh, when they originally showed off the uh, escape mode in Gears, uh, you play as those characters, but I'm still excited because yeah. it's more Gears at 120 frames a second. I think that's only the multiplayer, though. Uh, but you will also have the option to recast Marcus Phoenix as Batista, including a whole new voice. Uh, he redubbed the whole game. Yeah, he redubbed the whole game. Is Batista? I'm I like, love this so much. Yeah, it, like, I'm I'm excited for the DLC. Like I haven't played Gears Five yet. I'm waiting for Series X to play it, uh, to blow, blow through the campaign and then to play Hive Busters when it happens in December. I am actually more excited for Dave Batista to be completely redubbing all of Marcus's lines and for him to be an applicable skin. Uh, there's been a huge fan campaign for he's, years. He's years already a skin in multiplayer. Yeah, I, I know that, but for him to actually be Marcus, like mm-hmm. it's been the subject of such a huge fan campaign for if they ever make a movie that he has to be Marcus. Mm-hmm. This is so great. I love it. Yeah. I love everything about this. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. This I don't... is the kind of like wacky update I can get behind. Yeah. It's, it's... it's also highlights what like fan involvement when used positively can yeah. they can have happen. Like you can have fun stuff happen. Well, and that's what they were telling Miranda Sanchez, uh, the coalition was, uh, over at IGN. They they were basically saying, like, yeah, we it never crossed our minds to do this. Like, we just put him in as a skin because he's a huge fan. And, like, then we started seeing the reception and, like, fans were like, oh, my God. Like, if you all ever make a movie, you really need to make it Marcus. Like, I really wish he could play Mark, be Marcus in the games. And they are like, it just became something fun that we decided we wanted to do. We called Dave up and he's like, hell, yeah, I want to do that. I'll be a part of this. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds awesome. Yeah. It's I, cool. I, I love everything about this. I mean, he doesn't really look out of place either, which is the no, thing. No, he doesn't. No, so. he has the same upper torso as all those characters. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, okay, well, he's a real person now, I guess, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he he does, he does doesn't look old enough, though, to be honest, in Gears 5. 
he would have been perfect in like Gears One or like a Marcus Phoenix collection that's been now twer- trending on Twitter, which excites me a whole lot. Uh, but it's still cool that the like him actually redubbing the entire game is also really cool. So it's nice. Great. It's great. It, it doesn't seem like it was too difficult for them to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like this. It's yeah. also great that it they didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they could have like they could have just put the skin in there like that they already had and be like, "Hey, you can now apply this for the the campaign." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to go the extra effort and have new dialogue recorded, I think we would have all honestly shrugged our shoulders if it was just the skin. Mm-hmm. And been like, yeah. "Oh, Okay, cool. Now that's the voice, though. Like, I've seen so many people go, "Oh my god, I want to play through this game again now." With I'm going Batista's. to. I mean, I was going to anyway. I was going to yeah. play through Gears Four and Five again anyway. But man, also, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, all this is free for you. So, could be free for six months for you. Yeah, if you enter our contest, see top of the show for details. Actually, like mid show, top third. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, all right. We have one more story to get to, and we have a question attached to it. Uh, Phil Spencer commented on the Bethesda stuff again in a recent interview. <sighs> a lot of people, I feel like, are getting too deep diving on this, uh, mm-hmm. but also I think it's worth talking about because it's interesting. Uh, his quote, was uh, this deal is not done to take games away from any player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people uh, to be able to play go play games. But I'll also say in this model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing these games on a number of devices that we had, uh, we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to make this kind of deal work for us, whatever that means. So, um, Interesting quote. I still... Man, every time I think about this, I feel like... Oh, I, I feel like I could go either way and it would make perfect sense, right? Like... Oh yeah, of course they're going to put Bethesda games on PlayStation. They're losing all kinds of money, but also like, oh yeah, they purchase a bunch of studios to put games on their service. That totally makes sense that they're exclusive. You know what I mean? Like it. Also, I heard the point that if PlayStation bought Bethesda, all these games would be exclusive, and there we would not be having this conversation. So. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'll take your last point first. Uh, I absolutely agree that if if somebody else, be it Sony or Google or Amazon, bought Bethesda or Nintendo, absolutely, or Nintendo, you would absolutely <laughs> Nintendo, uh, you would <laughs> absolutely joke. never see these games, even re-releases, uh, come out on other consoles ever again. Um, with Microsoft, I think I think it's a really interesting conversation to have. And Corey, we had this initially. We had in both Arsenal X, and we had it in uh, our uh, breaking news segment that we did about it. I 
I still think it's too early for us to guess how this is going to go. I, I see so many people go like, oh my god, well, of course they got to put they have to put Elder Scrolls on. Elder Scrolls has come to PlayStation before. It's like, no, y'all are thinking through this in the mindset of Minecraft. Minecraft was a game that is ongoing and existed, and they've been very clear about if it is a game that is ongoing, Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76, for example, it will continue to receive DLC, it will continue to receive updates, patches, etc. Anything beyond that is fair game at this point, and mm-hmm. I think Phil has worded it very carefully when he has said in the past of, well, it's going to be on a game-by-game basis. I think that is his way of saying it might happen, but don't count on it. Mm -hmm. I think you are honestly more likely to see Bethesda games come to a Nintendo console than you are to see them come to PlayStation again. And I think that's because we've seen time and time again, and I'm not I'm not saying this to stoke any sort of console war. We've seen the last couple of years, Sony kind of slipped back into that PS2 end of the PS2 era mentality of well we're the market leaders we don't have to play ball with anybody else mm-hmm. you you've seen the fanboys come out in force going well Microsoft has no reasons to buy a console and now they're the ones literally screaming and throwing a hissy fit over Bethesda being exclusive it's like guys if it bothers you that much there's a fifteen dollar a month plan and you can play on Android devices. You, know, you can pick up a Series S for three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. They they have introduced, and I mean, God, that's not even getting to the streaming stick story that The Verge broke on Friday um, about that that we all thought was coming, and uh, it actually is going to be a reality. Uh, there's a possibility it's going to be on Samsung TVs. Like, the, there's going to be all these different places to play Xbox, and I think Phil's point here is really great. Of we want more people to be able to play this. They are literally making the game more accessible to a bigger audience than ever imaginable with putting this on smart TVs, with putting this on mobile devices. He makes a good point of, we don't have to put this on anything else to recoup our investment. Mm-hmm. If we do, it's going to be out of the goodness of our hearts. Uh, I do think whatever, I, I think uh, third Wolfenstein and probably whatever the sequel to Doom Eternal is, maybe another Dishonored, those will probably come to PlayStation. But after a period of they've been exclusive to Xbox for six months to a year, and like if you really want to play these and not get spoiled, you're gonna have to play them. I mean, but we're already seeing not... that. We're already seeing that, right? With like the Wolfenstein Alternate History Collection and the the Arcane mm-hmm. Collection, they they're available on PS4 and Xbox One. But the only next gen version is the Xbox Series X version. And like I, I'm not going to read too much into that. I do, I do think that that was probably a deal that they made with them because it seems like uh, Zenimax was making a lot of deals, mm-hmm. hence Ghostwire and Deathloop being timed exclusives. Mm-hmm. And those those agreements are not being voided either. Right. Those are actual. Those are business contracts. Those are not being voided. They could not be voided even in Microsoft's wildest dreams. Um, I think that you do not spend seven point five billion dollars to not make Elder Scrolls and Fallout exclusive. I'm going to keep coming back to that. You do not spend that much money to not make the main Bethesda studio anything that Todd Howard touches essentially mm-hmm. exclusive. Yeah, you do not spend that much. If you were going to spend, if you were, if you were going to keep making those multi plats, I don't think you make nearly that big of a deal. And they've said, you know, oh, we're going to let Zenimax continue to do its own thing largely, and. We, we've seen that Phil has largely let studios do what they want. Like, oh, you have a small passion project you want to chase? You want to do Grounded? Cool. Like, 13 people are working on it. Everybody else is doing Avowed or Outer Worlds. Awesome. Awesome. I'm here for it. Bleeding Edge, you only took, like, 10 to 15 people with you? Cool. Everybody else can go work on Hellblade and on, uh, you know, games that people actually want to play. We'll let you experiment here. Like, that, that was kind of a low blow. I'm sorry, Bleeding Edge. Uh, was it, though? 
I mean, I felt it was warranted. But getting getting back to the point at hand, like I, I think we've seen and Microsoft has demonstrated now that you can let these studios do their own thing. And I think Phil is starting to see the results of that. And if he lets ZeniMax continue to do its own thing, I don't see why you would ever bring those games to other consoles. I think the only one that is a gigantic question mark at this point in the ZeniMax library is Starfield. I think that is the biggest looming question mark of, is this going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC, or will this still come to PS5? And if I was a betting man, given how it's been prominent in every press release they've put out, they put out promos about this deal now, like it is at the forefront of everything they've sent to press outlets. I do not think Starfield comes. I think Starfield is really the game that people, it sinks in with fans like, fuck, this is exclusive to Xbox and to that ecosystem now. And to that, pick up your mobile device, pay 15 bucks. Go yep. get a tablet, play on that. I, I have little to, I have little to no sympathy because you have amazing games to play on both consoles. Like, both first-party portfolios are so ridiculously strong now in terms of talent and studios that, okay, just yep, go buy the cheap box. I, I don't know what to tell you. People are already calling the Series S the Bethesda box. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox and let y'all talk. No, <laughs> I think it, I think everything that you said makes sense. I don't have like a ton to add to it. I don't know who this negatively impacts. I feel like the majority of people that play Bethesda games, and I could be wrong on this, but I don't have any statistics. Most of them are probably on PC, uh, so they're fine. I think then there's a large company that did does play on Xbox because that was the original yep. partnership that was like the first yep. console that started playing these games. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's probably a lot of Xbox fans that play. I don't there are probably people out there on PlayStation that play it. I would imagine though that's probably not their main interest. I would imagine those people are still Call of Duty like and they pick it up because they can, not necessarily because like that's like their main I, I guess what, and I again, I could be wrong. I doubt anybody's out there buying a PlayStation specifically just to play Bethesda games. Yeah, I, I, made, I made this point when when the deal first happened, and I, you know, all due respect to some of our uh, friends, uh, some of our good friends who are PlayStation fans. I'm like, my only stance is I under I empathize with the people who can only afford to buy one console. I do empathize with those people, but I think now sure. more than ever, it is cheaper and easier to get into both ecosystems. Like the console you can afford is a PlayStation. Cool. Like how many of us really don't have a computer or yes. something like that, that will eventually be able to run xCloud on, like, especially if it becomes an HTML based app, mm -hmm. like the Amazon Luna thing is going to be with iOS to get around the app store. Like Microsoft, we know is developing that for xCloud. And their goal is to bring it to PC streaming, and I would eventually, you know, PC, and I would eventually think that it might work through like Safari or Google Chrome or something mm -hmm. like that on Macs. It is easier to play an Xbox exclusive than literally anything else. The Switch, it's a closed ecosystem. PlayStation, it's a closed ecosystem. Like, here, hell, you want to go, what device do you want to play on? Like, Microsoft is just like, here, play on whatever you own. Like, we're not interested in, we want you to buy the box. We want you to get invested enough to buy the box. But if you don't want to buy the box, we really want your subscription, or we want you to buy this individual game. I mean, even to that, even to your point, though, like, yeah. if you're one of those people that can only afford to buy one system, 
mm-hmm. and these games are important to you, or the potential of these games is important to you, right? The Microsoft ecosystem is any way you slice it, the cheaper system to get into. Mm-hmm. If you buy a Series S and it's cheaper, or just buy a Game Pass subscription and play on an Android device right now. Yeah. Which you can do for, I'm assuming, probably under $100. Yeah, dollars a month for the Game Pass subscription. And you yeah. definitely get I mean, I can go and, yeah, I can get an Android phone that'll run it for, I guarantee you I could walk into like yeah. a, what a boost mobile or something and probably get one for like 50 to a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I just, I feel like at this point people can, and I understand this was a Phil Spencer interview, but I think a lot of the speculation we've seen just seems intent on, we're only going to present the negative side of this. Like again, like I used, I was that kid when I was a teenager who could not afford more than one console. I bought Xbox because all my buddies played on Xbox. We did land parties every weekend for halo. I never owned an OG Xbox. So I bought a 360 for two things. I bought it for Halo. And Halo 3 was still two years away. And I bought it for Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I de- there is no third-party company I associate more with a console yes. than I do Bethesda with Microsoft. Right. Like, the seeing, seeing the retrospect from Todd Howard and Pete Hines, for example, when this deal was made, and them saying, like, we came to Microsoft back in 2001, 2002, and we were like... What about bringing Morrowind to consoles? And they're like, we thought it was a weird idea, but their engineers were like, no, that can like totally happen. Like, we'll work with you to make sure Morrowind runs on it. And it, it was this thing like we we never really had an RPG like that, a Western RPG on a console like that before. And Oblivion, you know, pushed that boundary again. Like it was it was only on Xbox for a year, partially because the PlayStation was pushed back, but you could only play it there and on PC. Those games have always run better on a Microsoft console. That is undeniable like look at how many people have literally said like skyrim and oblivion and fallout 3 are like almost unplayable on playstation mm-hmm. i've had i had friends who got fallout 4 on ps4 and were like i'm taking this back because it literally is not optimized it cannot run i'm getting it on an xbox or i'm just gonna play it on pc like that is your audience is those two ecosystems and that's not to knock playstation or to say like oh there aren't people on playstation who enjoy these like of course there are and it does suck for those people but it's like at a certain point, there's going to be enough stuff. Like, you're complaining about... Uh, this is a few specific examples of people I've seen. Like, you're complaining that Bethesda's exclusive, that you know, which includes machine games, it includes it, it includes, you know, Arcane, and Bethesda, and Zenimax. Like, you're upset that Obsidian is exclusive. You're, you know, oh, well, the Initiative's game sounds kind of... Like, it could be kind of cool. Like, oh, I do like Forza, you know, this and that. Like, there's going to become a point where you're like, okay, there's just too much. There's too much on this ecosystem. And that's Microsoft's whole point is they want you to say, okay, that's it. There's enough I want to play. I'm doing the absolute cheapest thing I can to get into this. Mm-hmm. And then they know they've won because then you're in it. Then then there's always going to be one more thing like, oh, I'll buy some DLC here. Oh, I'll buy some in-game currency here. That's how it happens with Game Pass because I am I am a direct participant in this. <laughs> I mean, we oh, are. Oh, right? I don't know about this game. I don't want to say. Oh, it's on Game Pass. All right. Oh, well, I didn't pay for the game. Maybe I'll I'll pay, I'll pay twenty bucks for the Forza DLC. You know how uh, many you know how many I'll games I've downloaded in Destiny. How many games I've downloaded and at least tried because they're on Game Pass and I didn't mm-hmm. have to pay for them. You know, uh, probably approaching triple digits. Yeah. 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 So. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 again, I agree, I agree with Jim here, just to, to end, I don't know who this negatively impacts, but um, 
You know, it's, if you it's, if you are over the age of 18 and still complaining about this, I don't know what to tell you. It's yeah. also still not as bad as nickel diming players that you release the same game on all consoles, or I'd say both, and then you have exclusive content for a year or more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather just have the game straight up be exclusive at that point. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like no. I'm paying. We're are both you listening, paying Square Enix? You listening? Fucking EA. Uh, I don't like the fact that like the new Call of Duty is going to have an exclusive mode again, like an yeah. actual mode in for, the a game. A for a year, for a year, for a and I'm paying the, the same price. I'm now paying seventy dollars for this stupid game. Yeah. It will not even come to PC. That's the most that that and the deal with the Spider-Man uh, DLC for Avengers are yeah. two of the more egregious examples because it used to be before. Oh, okay. You're like you're just blocking it from going to like Xbox or PlayStation, whatever. Like PC players can still get PC. Can't even get it now. Mm-hmm. That I, I and to everybody be like, oh, well, it'll come after a year. It's like, yeah, that would be cool if we weren't getting a Call of Duty every twelve months. If Call of Duty had a three year lifespan or something, exactly. I could suck it up. I wouldn't like it, but I could suck it up. But they also have crossplay now. Yep. Yeah. You can play. That makes it even play. worse. Except you, you could. These people can't play crossplay. Because the game doesn't exist over there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, it this feels less shitty. Like, no one's bitching about the fact that God of War is exclusive. Yeah, like it, it makes sense. Because I mean, like Sony we said, that studio. I mean, like we said, like if Sony if Sony bought Bethesda, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. You no. know, and so. that would be a hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh. Garrett Ward did have the question, do you think Bethesda games will ever ship on PlayStation again? Yes. Um, I think that's... So, I, I know that we tend to call ZeniMax Bethesda, so in that context, yes. Um, the only thing that I think that Bethesda proper will release on PS5 is Skyrim again. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even... like I know it's a meme. I'm not even joking at this point. I 100% think... That you will see a PS5 version of Skyrim. You think we'll get a? So I, you think we'll get a 4K, a 4K 120 frames with ray tracing Skyrim? Um, if you really want to, if you were really, and I do not advocate this for any way, but if you really wanted to piss people off, you would just like up, you would upscale and make it a free update and be like, oh, it's part of the Microsoft library now. Like we're doing, we're giving it the Master Chief Collection treatment, <laughs> and then like charge. 30 or 40 bucks for it on but other consoles like skyrim is in 4k right now oh okay like you're talking to a guy who owns a 1080 tv i don't pay attention to when something says 4k anymore because it doesn't affect me <laughs> it affects me one of those people <laughs> yeah I, i'm i i'm one i'm one of the i'm, I'm one of the the weak ones you're one of the downstairs people <laughs> I'm literally uh, doing this from my basement. <laughs> anyways, no. Uh, to answer your question, though, uh, like I said earlier, I think that like uh, to finish out the current Wolfenstein and Doom tr- uh, story arcs, I think that those will come. Uh, Dishonored, maybe. Prey, maybe. If it ever comes back. Beyond that, any new IP, nah. It's gonna stay exclusive. Um, and Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Sorry, if you want to play those, like. I hate to Don Matrick this, but you've got ESO and you've got 76, question mark? <laughs> you, got I, Fallout, you have Fallout 4 in the PlayStation Plus collection? That's something. 
I think shit. it's simple. I I think it's based on production. I yeah. think that if the game's in production where they've already started and invested in those ecosystems, they will finish it out. I think if they're starting from scratch, just numbers on a spreadsheet, it makes right. more sense to just develop to the one console well, and yeah. then reevaluate after a certain period of time. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and we don't know like what's going to go on. Like, is Sony still going to allow dev kits to stay within Bethesda for PS5 mm-hmm. because they'll technically be a Microsoft studio then? Like, we don't, Mojang. Like, to my knowledge, the only reason that we even have Minecraft running on PlayStation is because Microsoft themselves and Mojang themselves do not do it. 4J does it. Um, they have literally an outside studio that works with Mojang on it, so those units are not in Microsoft's offices. Um, I mean, I guess you could have something like that, but. Like you said, like if it was already in development, I, I think, and that's why to me, Starfield is the great question. I think uh, Starfield is exclusive. I, I, I think, think that's too. I think I think Microsoft is one hundred percent going to eat the loss on that because it was never announced what platform specifically it was coming to. It just said coming next gen. I that's think all they ever like said. that's next probably gen thirty to forty percent why the purchase happened. Oh, it's I a new IP. It's the first new IP from them since Elder Scrolls. Think of all the toys they could sell. Think of all the times they can remaster this. Todd Howard is so happy right now. The real question is, is Starfield coming to Amazon Alexa? And that's that we don't know. I, I think, but I, and I, I, do, I, I swear to God, this is the last thing I'll say. For everybody who's still upset about this, I promise you, Microsoft acquiring them, because ZeniMax was looking to be bought for a while. We have now had that independently confirmed by multiple senior people in the gaming industry, including Andy McNamara and Andrew Reiner of Game Informer, who were like, yeah, we've heard for years that ZeniMax was looking for a buyer and that Bethesda themselves almost broke off from ZeniMax to find a buyer. Like, they've wanted to be acquired for a long time. (laughs) Microsoft is the best-case scenario because EA almost bought Bethesda a couple of years ago, apparently. Two years ago? Mm -hmm. That is a worst-case scenario. Activision is a worst-case scenario. Take-Two is a pretty bad scenario. Can you imagine having ads between uh, Skyrim deaths a la 2K21? That'd be awesome. (laughs) They're advertising horse armor. (laughs) I cannot... I cannot fathom, and I know that technically with everything that I've ever agreed to in a terms of service that I know that ads could just be everywhere all of a sudden, but I, no joke, I almost tweeted, I'm like, I'm, I didn't, I wasn't aware that that was a free game. That's the only way that ads are excusable if I didn't pay for it. Yep. Yep. It's yep. just, yeah. man. Like I don't, I don't mind in like racing games if you're like advertising the like names of racing companies or something with it. If it's on a billboard or if it's in yeah. game, I don't care. Like, but literally, we, it's, if it's a loading. You used screen, to complain about the Burger King billboards in Need for Speed Underground too, and look how bad it's got. <laughs> but like I, 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 di- I digress though. Uh, there are so many like Amazon could have bought these guys. Google Stadia could have bought them. They have enough cash on hand. If Google really cared about investing in Stadia, they could have made no, a play for this. Like, <laughs> can you imagine just how bad it would be? Like, I still don't know how I feel overall about this being a part of the Xbox family. It probably won't sink in until we see that first E3 where it's like Bethesda plus Microsoft. Like, until we see, like, Starfield exclusive fall 2021, it probably won't set in for me. But literally, like, you are still being able to access it. If anybody else got it, it would either be nickel and diming, it would be filled ads, it would be unoptimized trash, 
or it would be locked within one specific box. And I don't know. I feel like this is kind of the best way for everybody to still get that and for Bethesda and Zenimax to get what they wanted. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have two more questions that I think we could answer relatively quickly. If you want to have your question read on the air, as we say here on Arsenal X, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at arsenalxpodcast. Our first question comes from good old Deshaun Malone. He writes in, he says, hey, y'all, I know I could have just asked in the group chat. But what is the franchise you're looking forward to most on Series X? Oh, jeez. So are we going currently confirmed franchise or like a, like a wish of an older Xbox franchise to come back? Like Brute Force 2. Oh, my okay. God. I'm not talking going that far back. I mean, maybe Blood Awake 2. No but... joke. If anybody, I will buy Brute Force 2 to get into the Halo Infinite beta. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things I would buy to get into the Halo Infinite beta. I'll just put it that way. What a about, lot of things I'd... Never what, mind. What was that one game uh, where you were like the the blue guy with the spiky hair? Azeric? Oh, God. Oh, where's the, oh, where's God. the sequel to that? It got like a point five. It was one of the early Xbox games. I just remember like 10-year-old me reading the Game Informer review of that and being like, oh, wow, that's bad. Wait, that's what game is bad. that? Az- it's called Azuric. It's A-Z-U-R-I-K. Uh, while, while Joe is looking this up for his horror. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> um, not currently announced to be coming to next gen would have to be Killer Instinct. Uh, um, I would love to see kill. I can't fathom why that's not being continued. I understand Iron Galaxy got bought out, but still, where did uh, they find get? Another who different... bought them? Amazon. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I I would really like to see uh, another uh, Killer Instinct for next gen. I think that was a slept on gem until it was too late. It's still played at Evo, um, so I would really like to see that. But in terms of currently announced stuff, I mean. Outside of Halo, of course, uh, I'm really, really, really excited to see what they do with Avowed. Um, it's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which has an awful lot of lore tied to it. Uh, my friends who absolutely adore those games, uh, and I may give a shot at those, given how much I've enjoyed uh, the isometric controls of Wasteland 3. One of those um, is on Game Pass now, right? Pillars of Eternity the Complete Edition. Yeah, complete edition or definitive edition, whatever it is, is on there now. I imagine Deadfire will probably come early next year. I think it might be on PC Game Pass, um, but I don't know about console because it's been on PC for a couple of years. It just recently came to consoles like this spring. So, yeah, Avowed is my answer. Avowed and Killer Instinct. Speaking of Avowed, I want to give I want to give Outer Worlds another shot. I love Outer Worlds so much. I'm waiting for the second DLC pack to go back. Yeah, I should probably wait for the DLC. I to want to play out. all the DLC together instead of playing it now and then coming back like months later. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Joe? Besides Halo, it's Halo. I mean, that's <laughs> that's really what I'm most excited about. I mean, I guess I it would. Ha- I mean, just with the way, if we want to say franchise, it's Halo. Like that's the yeah. that's the franchise I'm most excited about. I don't. Where's my Warthog this, Racer game? I mean, it's I, a level in Forza Horizon Four. It is, uh, but I also think that there's like a. 
I I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say something that 100% I could regret and I'm more like like there is a very high margin that I would regret saying this. I think with what they're doing with Halo, with what they've told us, it is the most forward-thinking idea around like a game, and that is the fact that Halo Infinite is going to be like a hub for everything that they do for the next 10 years mm-hmm. which is what call of duty should have started doing probably three or four versions of go versions ago um kind of like what the master chief collection is like an iterative iterative version of i that's what i'm excited about with this i i mm-hmm. am excited for them to invest like this is like ground floor they're you know that you're going to be able to invest your time and money into this thing and then it's going to evolve with you that's what I'm excited about. I I don't know. I want games to look more like that. I'm okay with, but I don't like. But I don't want to do what Destiny did, or what, I guess which is like have a one, then have a two, and then like your yeah. your piece. I want to just like let me just like know that if I boot this up, this is where everything's at. Right. Um, which I don't is what have... we think they're doing with Forza, by the way. I think they should, and I think that yeah. more Microsoft games will do that now that they have like a model that they've kind of workshopped, um, which is, especially with game pass, it makes all of this so easy. It's just like, it's okay. Just download the game and all the stuff will be here and you don't have to worry about it. It's like a way to have a subscription without being like a halo subscription uh, or like your wow subscription or something like that on top of like all the other stuff you have to buy. So I know that there's a big possibility that halo could suck because there's, parts about four and five that aren't great but i am optimistic uh and i to be honest like if that's the only game that if it, if it works well that's probably the only game that i'll be playing for for the most part i'll mm-hmm. probably go back into destiny when there's a new season of stuff i'll probably pay call of duty whenever <laughs> i said pay call of duty instead of play but it still works uh <laughs> i'll probably pay call of duty whenever like that comes out and it feels new for like a month or two but I feel like when the new Halo launches, and if this is their 10-year franchise that they're going to put time and energy in, uh, I feel like that's where I'm probably going to live for the most part. Corey. Man, I I mean, with how great Gears 5's campaign was, I'm excited to see what they do with a sixth game. And I, I'm really excited to play Gears Tactics also. Uh, but, like, man, I don't know. what's. I mean, I, I feel like that that's just the easy answer, though, is, is Gears for me. I, I, I would like to see a Marcus Phoenix collection. Uh, I know that's trending on Twitter or whatever, but, like, I would really like that. Uh, I would... I, I would like to see them do that for Gears, what they're doing for Halo is like just like a hub of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I would, I would love to see them kind of say, okay, here's a Gears package where here are the campaigns, here are all the multiplayer levels. You can play whatever you want. Here's a list of whatever, right? Like I, I would love to see mm-hmm. that with all of my favorite series actually at this point now. Like, I don't know. I just think I think what the Master Chief Collection has become 
is like a model for long running franchises that are going to get upgraded in the future. Yeah. Like there's no better way to do it. I feel like, and and yeah, they obviously stumbled with the multiplayer stuff out the gate, but like what it is now and what they're kind of pushing it to be in the next couple weeks or the couple months or whatever. It's like, it's what a remastered collection should be now. And I would, I would really love to see them do a gears collection, even if it's just those first three games or four games or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm excited for gears. Just thinking intently. I think that's, that means it's probably an honest answer. Yeah. And it's like, like every bone in my body when I said halo, like, it's like, don't say halo. Yeah. That's a, an easy yeah. but it's like that's my honest like i would be happy if halo's good and they fulfill like a hub of halo mm-hmm. remember when halo waypoint when, when there's that app on there that fucking sucked yeah <laughs> like and every that, time you opened would, a terminal it would pop oh, the app open load it oh, oh no gross so bad and then they just kind of left it which yeah. made it worse because you'd go in there and they'd be like, "Hey, you can watch the uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, ah, crap! What was the the live action like short series? Oh, Nightfall. Nightfall. They're like, hey, you can watch that in the Halo Hub. And I'm like, oh. And I remember one night, I begrudgingly, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna. Watch it was watch so it. bad. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I think Ford. I think um, uh, Ford Unto Dawn was better. <laughs> I actually really liked that movie. It it was okay. I. We don't have to get into how bad almost every movie adaptation of a game is because the game is the superior. I love movies. I went to school for film. I love movies, but Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but video games are a better medium for telling a story in a lot of way because they're immersive and it has personal choice and you get to play through stuff. So then you go back and like, it, it's it's the same thing as when you make a movie and then they have like a book version of the movie and it's just like it's just not as good. Yeah. Well, I read this better medium. I read this article the other day that's like Mass Effect wouldn't make a good movie, but it would make a great TV show. I'm like, no, it wouldn't. The whole you no, eliminate the whole purpose of that, why that game exists is like your choice and it why it matters. Choice. <laughs> choice. Unless it was like one no, of those I'm... Netflix interactive mo- like movie things but then it's like and then you might as well just play the game at that point <laughs> like correct ugh. correct yeah Spe- speaking of what do you think of this tom holland picture floating around of him as nathan drake and his like walmart zip up zip off pants <laughs> remember those pants that just turned into shorts because you, you zipped him off at yeah. the knee that's what he looks like he's wearing <laughs> Yeah. I don't hate it. I actually really like the look. It does look. It looks like they literally took Nathan Drake's clothes and put them on a twenty-year-old. Yeah, they didn't I, tuck it. They by the way, front tuck. they did. I don't hate this. Mark Wahlberg did post on his Instagram him in a mustache today. Oh Lord! So I forgot he was in it. My excitement immediately just went like right back down. <laughs> this hey, Mark Mark Wahlberg's fine. Yeah. <laughs> This movie's been in no. production so long that he went from playing Drake to playing Sully. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That's true. How many directors did we go through that were attached to this? Like there six? Was a lot. There was a lot. I, I would care more about any of this 
if it's good. Yeah. But again, I have never seen a movie version of a video game thing that like I would say is good. I don't know, man. Doom was pretty good. I <laughs> I've wa- I've watched Doom recently. With a whitewashed Prince of Persia. I, I know you're a liar. Uh but like even like even the best case scenario was like The Witcher, which was a TV show, which doesn't I I I wouldn't discriminate between TV show and movie. Like if you can create yeah. a good thing to watch, I don't like I would be open to that. But even The Witcher, I would say is only good because like I'm interested in that. The same way that like when I watch that Halo stuff, I can get through it because I like that universe mm-hmm. and I realize that it's not great. Yeah. But it's also like I just want to see what it is. Um, so I think if you were to show that Witcher to like a lot of people that aren't invested either in the game or the books already or anything like that, I don't think they're going to give a shit about that show. And it's yeah. good. Like, it's good. Yeah. I it's mean, just, what I watched of it, good. It, was, it was fine. Like, it, it was just fine. Correct. You know, and I feel like if yeah. I was like super invested in the Witcher, I would have liked it more. But I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. You know, it's I don't think that the uncharted movie is going to be good it's prove me wrong what's going to be better change my mind (laughs) what's going to be better uncharted or indiana jones 5 uncharted (laughs) no hesitation uncharted as someone who loves as somebody who loves indiana jones and like still thinks that the fourth movie is extremely watchable why are we doing a fifth one with Harrison is, Ford. Is Harrison Ford going to like be in a wheelchair or have a walker <laughs> by the time they film this? No, he's going to be in a BJ Blazkowicz uh, robotic suit it's so he can fight Nazis in the future. He's going to the Rite Aid to get his prescriptions <laughs> changed. Like, it's, set, it's set in current day. Yeah. yeah he, he's going to be he's gonna be going down to the Rite Aid to uh, check his blood pressure and buy some Insure. Mm. I don't know. I, <sighs> I don't know. I just... Well, sorry. Corey, what's our last question? Yeah. Uh, what, you don't want to talk about 80-year-old <laughs> no, Harrison Ford in the Monster Hunter movie, and I'm going to get mad again. <laughs> what did you think of that monster? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Ashley Davidson writes in. She says, hey, guys. I've, uh, my partner and I got an Xbox One. I uh, never got an Xbox One, but I've decided to get a Series S, even to go so far as to pre-order one. We are also getting Game Pass. So what two Xbox One games... Uh, would two Xbox One games each would you recommend? Uh, the backwards compatibility feature is really nice for this. Uh, we're into all sorts of games, mostly action, adventure, and story games. Thanks. I'm going to take this to mean exclusives. Um, but that's just my personal interpretation of it because both my answers are exclusives. Anyways. Well, I mean, I, I'm thinking that too because, like, yeah, it, what, what if you weren't playing? exclusive games wouldn't you just play them on playstation but uh quantum break and sunset overdrive i was gonna Um, i was gonna say i was gonna say sunset overdrive for sure i I think quantum break is like so many other games that came out on xbox one it was a prototype for a game that came out that was arguably better than it later on actually not even arguably like control is better than quantum break in almost every way but it is clear how much of the design the movement the shooting um, the power, even the even, powers, even the, some of the visual stuff. 
yeah the the visual style of it like it's very clear that quantum break was the first step in that like kind of shared universe uh it called back to alan wake um and both of these games i believe are referenced in, in control mm-hmm. um it, it's a it's a great game you can choose to not download the uh the five episode show uh which i didn't entirely hate it's not the worst thing i've ever watched like good old lance reddick is in it um <laughs> we love lance on this show um it's a great game, and Sunset Overdrive is just one of the wackiest, most unique games, I think, of the generation. Uh, I wish there had been a bigger weapon selection, but there are a few open-world games I thoroughly enjoyed and explored this generation as much as I did Sunset Overdrive. Um, obviously, it was the predecessor uh, in terms of its movement uh, to Spider-Man. I'm actually really sad that we'll never see a Sunset Overdrive 2, at least on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, definitely two do, of my most underappreciated games. Who owns the IP for Sunset Overdrive? Insomniac. Insomniac. Like, it, Insomniac does own. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes that so was now the whole Sony owns it. Why they made it on Xbox to begin with was because Microsoft promised them they could keep the trademark. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Microsoft so, has publishing so, so rights has to the first game. Confirmed that they own the IP now. Yeah. Microsoft well, owns. Kind of a bummer. They own the yeah. publishing rights to the first game, but anything they do after this. It's Insomniac and and Sony. So. I I've said it before. I will one hundred percent. If they came out on launch day and were like, "Oh, by the way, next fall we're going to release Sunset Overdrive 2, You know how fast I would go to a Best Buy to camp out until the next shipment of PS Fives came in, just to have one a year in advance for Sunset Overdrive Two. It would be disgusting. So I was crushed when Control was revealed at the PlayStation uh, E3 conference in 2018. So I was like, oh my god, is this really going to be an exclusive? Like, the Remedy rumors about Remedy being exclusive are eating me alive. I don't like any of this. Mm-hmm. No? Get your hands off my Remedy? <laughs> Anyways, those are my answers. Uh, what about you, Joe? I mean, I think that Sunset Overdrive is probably... I'm looking at Game Pass right now. Is probably like the best action-y game, especially if you haven't had an Xbox One mm-hmm. previously. Um, although, I guess I, I guess it would probably be safe to assume that she's had a different console. Yeah, she's a uh, she writes into the Nintendo show a lot. Gotcha. Oh, oh, that may open up uh, several other things then. Yeah, but I still stand by my answers. Um, Sunset Overdrive is probably the best exclusive mm-hmm. action romp. Although the story in that's not great, at least it's fun though. So I feel yeah. like even if you're, if yeah, it's 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 lighthearted enough that I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fine. Alan Wake is a good game, although you said it's an Xbox One, not a it's God. A I love Alan Wake so much. It's oh, a fun. It's a good game to just play through. Mm-hmm. It's such a good game. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, you could probably the name Remedy 360 games is too. Great. Right? Like you could probably name 360 games, right? Like, I mean, I don't think that yeah. would hinder anything. I think Alan Wake would probably be a decent choice. Alan Wake. I mean, Fable Anniversary. If you're gonna if you're gonna go into 360 games, like there's plenty of them. Yeah. Not Fusion Frenzy, but you know, plenty yeah. of other good ones. Fusion Frenzy's fine. Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> it's a good party game. Oh, man. I remember every time we would get tired of Halo for like 10 minutes, we'd play the Fusion Frenzy demo and then go back. Oh, my God. Same. 
Uh, I had it on one of the original Xbox magazine discs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, play that. I would, I mean, for me, I would say, like, I think, I think Gears 4 and 5 are still worth playing through, even if you play it on easy mode co-op, you know? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, those, those stories are really good, especially 5. I think 5 is just... I don't know. The whole Gear series, Gear uh, series, Master Chief Collection, like there's just so much. Yeah, I mean, I I would say play through all of the Gears games, but I know that you know that you're gonna get burned out if you play all six games in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say four and five because they do a pretty good job of catching you up in Gears uh, four. Should uh, play Ori. They're on yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I would actually. If we're going to include 360 games in here, I would actually say maybe Fable 2 is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how if it's aged well or not. Uh, it's been forever since I played it, but I remember loving it. Um, I never played Fable Anniversary. I played Fable when it first came out. Same is it worth playing the Anniversary version? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Fable 1 did not age well at all. You know what is a great 360 game that Alan like? Actually, this is nowhere in any of the thing that you asked for, but Viva Pinata. I was just looking at game. Viva Pinata. I was like, man, I wonder game. if he's going to say Viva Pinata. Viva Pinata is basically Xbox's Animal Crossing. It's so good. Yeah. Where's the, the amount thing? of time I've wasted in that? Get Rare Replay. Imagine. No, it's, a, it's on It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I know. It's so is Rare Replay. Uh, why haven't? Why hasn't Microsoft like hit up the Animal Crossing craze and was like, "We need a Viva like a Viva Pinata remastered just, or something." Just like an online Viva Pinata. Yeah. Why not? Oh. Such Phil. a good game, Phil. While we're taking requests. I know from, you're. Uh, I know you're listening to this, Phil. Phil, buddy, friend. Consider us friends. It's a free one. Online Viva Pinata. Make it free to play, maybe. Give us cool season pass stuff. I don't care. Just give it to us. Also, I, please give me a sequel to Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. That that might happen. I keep seeing pop up every now and again. Mm-hmm. There wasn't there an interview that said, like, is there another Banjo or Conquer coming? And they said that's up to Rare. They can work on whatever they want type thing. That's also a great answer. Yeah. Um, and I actually, feel like if you've never played any of the Banjo Kazooie games. Wild. Wait, why isn't Conquer on here? Uh, I guess it's part of Rare, Rare Replay. Replay. Conquer's in Rare Replay. It, they did. They never uh, put Live and Reloaded up for uh, 360 to or ex- original Xbox to. Is it Xbox One backwards compatible? It's not backwards compatible. No, Live and Reloaded is not, but the OG Conquer's Bad Fur Day, the N64 edition, is on Rare Replay. Yeah, well, I have Conquer's Live and Reloaded for Xbox. I didn't know. It's it's not backwards compatible at all? No. Why? Is there, like, a licensing thing in there? Is there, like... There might be. Hmm. I honestly don't know. I would you know, love to play the multiplayer again. I don't even care about also, that. I just want to play, like, a better version of Conquer. This is this is on every console, so it's not exclusive to anything. But Hollow Knight, yeah. yeah. If you like, if you like exploration and like Metroidvanias, that yeah. or Ori, you cannot go wrong with. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's fun to go through Game Pass because I don't often go th- just scroll through it. But if I'm just trying to like put a filter or lens on, if, like I was the f- first time going in and looking at the list, I part of me is always going to expect it like to, almost like Netflix, where it's like ninety percent of the stuff I don't care about, and I have to search for the ten yeah. percent I do. But then going through this, like it's there's a lot of really good games on here. Yeah, like a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the Messenger and Katana Zero on Game Pass. And Indivisible and CrossCode and Hollow Knight and like all these great indie games are on here. Mm-hmm. But but also like think about like what you would normally have to like the 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 subscriptions the the games as a service games that are on here mm-hmm. like No Man's Sky is on here like a huge thing like like Minecraft you have uh, Destiny now that's on here mm-hmm. you have. All these games that you, if you really want to sink your teeth into a game and not just play like, like you know, an indie game or a single play, like there's a lot of stuff like that really gives you a lot of longevity in here. I also want to mention that all of the Kingdom Hearts games are on Game Pass. And I hate to say that instead of the Game Pass sticker, it says owned on my... I've, uh, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Speaking of games that don't age well, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts one and two do not age unless at all. unless you enjoy playing a PS two style platforming slash hack and slash RPG. <laughs> I mean, even Kingdom Hearts three is that way. So, I bought them all. I bought them all on Xbox when they <laughs> came to Xbox, and I was like, I'm going to play through the whole series. This is going to be great. And I played like part of the first one. I'm like, oh no! And then I loaded up. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump to three. Loaded up three. I'm like, this plays exactly like Kingdom Hearts one, and uh, it's 17 years later. Pass. Uh, so I'll, I'm still gonna play them at some point. But man, by the way, Shadow of War is on here. Arkham Knight's on here. Near Automata's on here. Man, there. I, it's been a while since I actually scrolled through Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Man, Tales of Vesperia just got added. Yeah. Tales of Asperia, by the, the way, um, great game. What do you call it? The uh, the OG Tim Schafer games are getting added this week. Uh, yeah. So Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, and Day of the Tentacle. By the also, way, should play play Sea of Thieves. Download it once, play through it. Like yeah. get, get a little. If you get going. three friends together, it yes. is a super fun game. It's fun with just two people. Me and Jesse used to play it all the time. It was fun with that too. Um, I did not enjoy it when it was just me and one other person. No, well, you should get a better friend. Just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Josh left the call. <laughs> uh, there's something else on here. Oh, you know what games that I'm surprised aren't on Game Pass? And I, we'll wrap the show after this. I'm sorry. Uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey aren't on here. Which were Mistwalkers RPGs. Yeah, I think that might be either a, uh, a rights thing or something, because those are backwards compatible. Yeah, and they gave away Lost Odyssey for free at, at one point. Yeah. Which I is with Dragon. Which is one of the best Final Fantasy games that is not titled Final Fantasy, by the way. Lost Odyssey is amazing. I have the strategy guide for that somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but it's somewhere. I love Lost Odyssey. Like, no joke. Haven't played it in like twelve years, but I love that game. He loved it twelve years ago. I did, I did. So I can't wait for those Series X enhancements for that one. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine those turn-based RPG battles in 120 frames a second and 4K HDR magic spells. If anybody is thinking about getting a monitor and you're deciding between frames, resolution, HDR, go for frames and HDR. Mm-hmm. HDR makes such a big difference. I was... For whatever reason, I was playing around. I turned off HDR when I was playing Destiny mm-hmm. the other day, and like immediately was like disgusted and turned it back on. <laughs> was it is so weird that it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, it's HDR is uh, now a must-have. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for writing in questions, giving us your feedback, listening to our uh, two and a half hour podcast. Everybody, hey, they wanted a longer show. This is where it's we're true. at. True, literally asked at. for it. They did. So I look. I don't mind doing a longer show. I'm just worried about people's time, like your guys's time in particular. I'm okay with doing a two hour show if we start before nine. Yes. Although we're still ending at eleven. <laughs> no, I know. I like. If it was up to me, I would start at like eight fifteen or eight, like eight o'clock or eight fifteen, and like, right. you know. But, uh, anyways, thanks for watching and or listening. You can find the show on podcast services every Tuesday morning, or on YouTube, or you can catch us live on Sunday nights. Be part of the conversation on Twitch. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you follow us. Follow us on Twitter at ArsenalXPodcast. Email us at ArsenalXPodcast at gmail dot com. Josh, where can we find you? Uh, as always, I'm on the Tower Casuals Thursday night, and it posts on Fridays. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Finn. That's Finn with two N's, as always. And uh, you know, come follow me for my uh, my sandwich talk and the, uh, like I said, the eager anticipation of uh, next gen, waiting to see if my console from Amazon will ever update to having a shipping date. It will. It will. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. Hey, the mine from Amazon isn't coming to me. It's going to Jesse. So, uh, Joe, where can we find you? Check me out on Twitter. Check the show notes. It's way too long to explain as usual. I also stream every now and again. I haven't done that in a while. I think I need to start doing that. I for sure am going to stream when we raid yeah. in Destiny. Yeah, I've uh, I've already set it up to where I could stream here now. Although it's only going to be 1080p 60. I don't know how I feel hey, about that. It happens. That's. I mean, people are watching on devices that I don't think that would matter. Oh, you have to play in that, though, huh? I, I think I have to play in that. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't. That's rough. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. But you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on various things here on Boss Rush Games. Uh, I think that's it. Check out our website, BossRushGames.com. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Joe, for joining me tonight. Uh, you can follow Always. Jesse at Phantom NXS everywhere. Uh, also, we're going to throw up the X. Because this is Arsenal <laughs> X, the Xbox show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Josh hates me. It's fine. I refuse to do it.
Hey, bro.